0: Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. (laughs) Greetings to all you seriously sad secret signers out there. And uh, welcome to another rant. It is uh, December the twenty-first, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. I stopped looking at calendars. December twenty-first. That means uh, that means Christmas is coming. Merry Christmas, Jim. Merry, Merry Christmas, Doug. Happy Hanukkah, Arona. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. It's your first one. <laughs> it's your first oh, Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, I, sh- I-, I should
1: have gotten you my first menorah. <laughs> yeah. oh. I should have gotten
0: him a dreidel. <laughs> damn it. Oh. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> but yes, this is
1: our Christmas episode.
0: So, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa Kwanzaa. And, uh, yeah, Festivus of for the rest of us. And all of that good stuff,
1: yeah. seasons greetings, and all that yeah, nonsense.
0: Seasons greetings, yeah, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, about a week before we got to tear all of our Christmas decorations down. Doug, you know, you know us—we got lights everywhere.
0: We're yeah, just, y- we're yeah, just the I mean, Griswolds' time too up in this bitch. To tear my Christmas decorations down would be no job at all. <laughs> None. <laughs> no I don't problem. even have a tree. Yeah, I, I stopped having a tree. Uh, when I got my dogs, really, a long time ago. Yeah. When I got my first animals.
1: Pets and trees don't oh, usually
0: they, uh, cohabitate quite. They will fuck a tree up, and especially <laughs> with the pony now. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would come home, and the pony would, the tree would probably be in his mouth. He would probably be gnawing on it.
1: Yeah. He would think that you got him a really awesome toy Huge. that lights up and sure. makes all kinds of wreck. He'd drag that fucker all over the house. <laughs>
2: Something tells me that this whole thing's going to be riddled with double entendres.
0: Could be. <laughs> just like
2: happens. Jim, in order to pack up your entire Christmas uh accessories, you just have to put the tree directly in the box.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
2: got a boxed
1: Christmas this year. Normally, if I do have a tree, I'll do the traditional go to a tree farm, pick out the best-looking one, hopefully the one that has the least bugs, and uh Bring it home, take a chainsaw to the bottom, try to level it off and prune out any dead, shape it up a little bit, throw some water in that bitch and uh, torch it in the backyard promptly on New Year's Eve night.
0: But I haven't had a tree in the house for years. Probably. No no Griswold style? Nah. Going out in the middle of the woods and... Nah. There, we don't have any
1: Christmas trees like that around and- here. But no, I used to do the real tree thing because I like how it made the house smell and every year it was different it was unique but really if i'm being honest with you guys in the room and the listeners i only wanted a real tree cuz you could burn it and start a bonfire very quickly very easy to dispose of and very fun they go up very quick very fast yes, very, very fast uh, better to have them go up outdoors you yes. know outside uh than inside cuz yeah. it'll take a house out with it yes but um yeah no i stopped having trees a few years back because the only place for me to put it in my house is right over a floor vent, so well, in the wintertime, my heat's on, <laughs> and no matter how much water you throw on a dead tree, <laughs> it's just gonna fucking bake and
2: try it. out <laughs> It's like I
1: basically grab a tree from uh outside, throw it inside and throw it in an oven, and uh there's shit that falls all it's a pain in the ass so but I like christmas, I like the whole ambiance of it i like the decorations i like it when everybody else has their lights on and it's cold outside and it it harkens back to childhood memories and whatever so i got tired of not having a tree so i went to home depot you know where everybody goes (laughs) goes and gets their christmas tree now um and bought a fake one that was made in cambodia nice yeah it's a holiday in cambodia doug all right it's made out of rice I haven't tried to eat it yet. Okay, And I haven't put any water on it, so <laughs> it hadn't fluffed up. <laughs> hopefully we'll never know the answer to that. But no, it's one of those It's one of those pre-lit LED trees, uh, so now I don't have to ever fuck with putting lights on a tree. Or anything. Everything. And it was our first kind of go you know, my uh, the dog I had through from college through just up until a few years ago, she never gave a fuck about the Christmas tree. If anything, she was just like, what the fuck is this? I'm annoyed by it. And she left it alone. But this is the first time I've had a tree in the house with my current dog, Buddy, who, thank God, uh, also does not give two shits about a tree. I don't think Buddy gives two
0: shits about anything (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) The only thing he cares
1: about is that his food bowl is full twice a day, and you give him the couch to sleep on in between meals. And uh, so, no, Christmas is going well up until this point. We will see how actual Christmas goes later this week. Apparently, we're supposed to potentially maybe have a white Christmas. Yeah, maybe these, some snow. And these here Georgia parts. But I won't be a part of it. I'll be down on the coast where it's always tropical. Nice. In the old Savannah region of Georgia, where it
0: will always be a balmy whatever <laughs> temperature it is. <laughs> I'll be here making a snowball. There you go. There's we we'll probably get just enough snow to make a snowball.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One, yes. One snowball, please. <laughs> One snowball.
0: And you make that off the hood of your car. So. Yeah. And that's a wrap. That's yep. that's, that's
1: Snowpocalypse twenty twenty. But no, uh looking forward to it. It'll be a nice at least a few days off a little bit of travel, go see family, even though I'm not supposed to. I actually had uh my manager at work, um, who is a year maybe a year and a half away from retirement. So, he is uh, up in age. Um, basically, tell me that I, I I shouldn't go see family over the holidays because of COVID. Did you tell him to go fuck thyself? I did in the most respectful manner by just lying to him and saying, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, like, I won't. It's like, fuck that, man. You know, it's Christmas. Uh, I No. The only exception that should be made this year is, uh, for holidays. Like, what's the point of not celebrating anything this year? Nah, get the fuck out of here. I've given up enough. We've all given up enough to where, yeah, I'll take my fucking chances that my very small family that I will be going and seeing. It's not like they've been having, uh, like rock shows in the living room and just having, you know, dozens of people over right. all the time. We're, uh, doing the same shit we are yeah everybody's doing
0: anything nobody's doing anything
1: no everybody's already kind of been in their own bubble (laughs) it's not like everybody's making dozens of new friends and just can't stay away from them this year i mean it's just like no i think i will get in my own vehicle uh and drive to go see my family and uh anybody who wants to stop me hey i wish you the best of luck because it will be
2: a combat of arms Well, besides, who is he trying to keep you from spreading it to? The multiple people that you encounter over your computer camera?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I can't remember the last time I actually physically saw this man. I honestly cannot. I don't know the last time I saw him. It's been months. So, But you're kind of seeing that a little bit now. Uh, A lot of people kind of getting freaked out. Numbers are going crazy. Um, One thing that I noticed, and one thing that's kind of been in question... Is and we've talked about this ad nauseum, but uh it it bears mentioning again, is at sporting events. Some of them have people, some of them are empty as shit, and they just gotta play a sound loop uh for the artificial fans in attendance. And I didn't know this, but this past Saturday was conference championship Saturday for uh the few conferences that <laughs> that made it that far. And I think it was the Mountain West Conference that had San Jose State versus Boise State. And I had no idea at all that San Jose State, which is obviously in San Jose, California, had played every single one of their games this year outside of the state of California. Their home games were held in Vegas, like over 300 miles away. And those fuckers were undefeated. And they won their conference championship. Well, obviously, they shouldn't play in California ever again. No. Yeah, I I think the San Jose uh, Aztecs, or whatever they are, should play I, in Texas. Yeah. Well, yeah, they should be the Las Vegas, whatever their mascot is. Yeah. But no, I had no idea about that. But watching the conference championships, like the SEC championship here in Atlanta, they had fans. I think they had like 16,000 or something like that fans in the in the building. But the Big Ten championship, not a soul. And so... I don't know. Uh, what were your
0: thoughts on conference championship weekend, Doug? thought it was, I mean, I thought the Alabama-Georgia, I mean, Alabama-Florida game was fucking awesome. That was a killer game. Oh, yeah, game.
2: that was an amazing the best game. best game
0: they gave us of the year, for real. You know, I mean, it yeah. was, and, uh, but as far as the, are you talking about the four? <laughs>
1: I'm the, talking about the just the, 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 games, the games themselves well, as the far game. as who, who was playing. Because there, there was lopsidedness all over the right. damn
0: place. All right. Well, I, I, Saturday, I mean, for one thing, we were supposed to rehearse on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I, ha- I was a- around doing a bunch of shit, and I didn't really get to see a lot of games. But I did see um, some of the Clemson game, and I saw... Of course, Alabama-Florida, I watched that game all the way through. But, yeah, it's, it was, it's not the same. <laughs> no. It's nowhere near the same, you know. I mean, usually you, like especially the SEC game. The SEC championship game is like off the fucking chain every year. Yeah. Except this year. Yeah, it's like you a mini little I mean? Super like, Bowl. Yeah. The,
1: the whole city kind of gets converted right. Into, for this environment. Yeah. And half the city is one team, half the city is the other team, and it's just party time. Yeah. Even it, if you're not a fan of either of the teams in there, you can still go down there, and there's just shit everywhere. And there, and it was nothing like that this year. No.
0: No, not even. I mean, there wasn't even a traffic jam. for Yeah. It. There, exactly. There wasn't even a traffic jam, and that's fucking. It's crazy, man. Uh, I just, I'm just so over all of this shit, man. I really am. I am over it. Well, I was mm-hmm. glad that even because of all of these
1: restrictions and whatnot, that you that we were able to get a good game in the SEC championship. Yeah, yeah it was, was the, the best game a, of the year. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a great game.
1: I think Florida surprised everybody that they actually made it that close. I think the final score was fifty-two to forty-six. Yeah, something like that, which yeah. is just unheard of for SEC. But the other games, you had the ACC championship with Notre Dame losing terribly to clemson so bad that some might say uh they should be out of contention for the playoff we'll get to that in a minute and then the other big game was ohio state versus northwestern in the big 10 championship where arona and i watched pretty much that entire game yeah and other than northwestern pulling a northwestern and Mm -hmm. basically losing the game for ohio
0: state ohio state looked like shit well, I, you know, I've been saying that the whole year, man. They're not, Ohio State's not that great of a team. No. They're, somebody's about to find out, too. <laughs> a no, lot of people and, are about to find and, and there's
1: no excuse. There's not a single fucking excuse for how bad Ohio State is. And if if you're immediately jumping to, well, Jim, COVID. Everybody had to play with the COVID restrictions. Everybody had the the fucked up schedules, games getting postponed, you know, players on their team coming down positive with it. But of the other three teams that are in the playoff, that being Alabama, Notre Notre Dame, and Clemson, Ohio State's by far the shittiest one. Yeah. Because I didn't know this until I started looking into it, but Ohio State only played in back-to-back weeks one time this year. And they haven't
0: played anybody, really. No. No. They haven't. No. No no, no one, like... They would meet in the playoffs. I mean, no, you know, Alabama. Fuck, Notre Dame will beat them. Notre Dame beat the shit out of Ohio State. So, it came out yesterday. Today Sorry, being, Ohio State.
1: <laughs> today being <laughs> today being Monday. It was released yesterday in a far too long television program of the reveal, the playoff reveal. It, it lasted for like eight hours. It was fucking terrible. Anyway. The playoffs have been established. You have number one Alabama facing off against number four Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl, and then you have number two Clemson facing off against number three Ohio State again uh, in the fucking Sugar Bowl. And there's a lot of arguments going on right now around – the current play- playoff format just isn't working. It's not working because it's not fair because you're getting the same teams in year after year after year after year. You got Alabama in six out of the seven years, Clemson six out of the seven.
0: Um, well, no- they, You know, I mean, but when they came to the playoffs, I mean, I thought it was a good idea, you know, uh, when they actually started, when it went from BCS to, to the way we got the shit going now, you know, mm-hmm. I thought that was a good idea the playoffs i was like well at least that gives the, these teams that uh, are undefeated <clears throat> in another part of the fucking world <laughs> yeah. that never have a chance to make it to a bowl game at least it'll give them teams a chance to make it to a bowl game mm-hmm. a big bowl game but it's never it, it doesn't happen that way you can have a team like boise state or somebody like that and they they're undefeated
1: cincinnati yes. coastal carolina are two it. teams yes.
0: this year and conference they, champion, but they'll never make it to a major bowl game. They never will, because you've got the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Floridas, the fucking Ohio States, the Michigans. You got all of these teams that are they dominate. You know they're huge. Well, for one thing, they're huge schools. Lots of money. Yeah, a lot of money, and that and and that influence. The, and that's where the draw comes from. That's where that's where it. I, where, I, where I thought it would be fair is not. It's just now it's just uh, a it's consolidation like, you know, of yeah, talent of the biggest schools within six schools now. And yeah, and it's given all of those schools a bowl, you know, where they didn't used to, you know, it, I don't know, man. I don't uh, know. It, 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 it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out.
1: It, it kind of turned out how I thought it was going to turn out, just faster than I thought it would. How fast it went. To where it just shook everybody else off. <laughs> yeah, like uh yeah. Kirk Herbstreit was on record this past week, uh railing against the current playoff format, and I think for the wrong reasons. And I'll get into those in a minute. But his claim was, "You want to know who's going to get in the playoffs this year? I can tell you, it's Florida, Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Right? You want to know who's going to get in the playoff next year? I can tell you, three out of the four. Yeah, it's going to be Alabama." Uh, or, or, I said Florida before. Yeah, my bad. And Alabama. Alabama. Not new. <laughs> he was like, "You want to know who's going <laughs> mean, to get?" You <laughs> get... <laughs> and then he said, "You want to know who's going to be in the playoff in 2021?" I can tell you right now, it's going to be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and somebody else right. who's going to lose to one of those three teams. Right? You want 2022? And he just went down the line. He was like, w- "It's it's become so repetitive now. Yeah, that it's not competitive. Right? You know. And I mean, I agree with him. I agree with him. Now, his claim to why it's not working is that it's not fair." And this is where I would disagree with them. You're getting the best teams in the playoff. Because they're repeating doesn't mean that they're not the best teams. It just means that under the current format, players that are talented, you know, five stars and high grade four stars, are only looking at the teams that That, have been in the playoff. No one's looking at Mississippi State or Vanderbilt or Kentucky or Iowa. You know, or Nebraska, even former blue bloods like Colorado, or maybe not blue bloods, but decent teams like Colorado, Nebraska. Nebraska
0: Nebraska was a Mm -hmm. great team. You know, Wisconsin is
1: falling off. Like traditional good teams that at least would make an Outback Bowl and and have some you know pride associated with their program. That's all leaving now because all the top talent is are floating to the top tier schools. Right. I I saw something like eleven. You know the. The way that they do their rankings for high school recruits when they're coming out of high school, five stars, four stars, three stars, whatever, it's not necessarily just a talent evaluation. There's a limited number of five stars that they can give out to players. There's only like 35. right? So you can, that 36th player is a mandatory four-star player, but it doesn't mean he's any less talented or right. gifted than a five-star. Five star, right. But even with that being said, uh, I think almost half of all five-stars are all going to just three schools. Clemson, Alabama, and then it's a toss-up between either Georgia States or
0: Florida. Georgia's yeah.
1: one year, yeah. Ohio State's another year, and then they, the rest of them get dispersed between LSU, LSU Florida, yep. and a and yep. But they're all consolidated in three conferences, uh, which are not the Pac-12
0: or even the Big 12. Right. right. And, you know, we've said this, SEC's the best football in college. And I will put the SEC up against anybody, anytime, in a regular football game. I'd put Ohio State up against LSU, Florida, Alabama, fucking Mississippi State even, <laughs> South Carolina, shit. On a good day, South Carolina can beat the shit out of anybody. Yeah. So, with the SEC being that way, and the Big Ten and Big 12, it's just like we said, it's money. It's all money. But when you get, uh, just like you're saying, where the all the talent, I, every, of course the talent wants to go. To where they're winning fucking games, you know. That's it. They they want to make the highest fucking name for themselves in school, so when they go to the draft, you know they're fucking making big dollars in the NFL. They came
1: from a premier right. program that's exactly. running a pro style exists, this, and yes. they're ready.
0: And it's it's a job interview. It is. It is. And it's and it's not fair. It's not. I mean, the way they're doing it now is not as fair as I thought it might be. Uh, when they first came up with the idea, I, dude, I, I the during the BCS days, and I, I every year, every year somebody was crying mm-hmm. every fucking year, and now every year somebody's crying. Yeah. yeah so it's it's not a to me. It's that when they first came up with the playoff idea, I, that's why I thought that is a great idea because there's so many schools now that have. Great football teams, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of them, but it's just like you said. It's it's SEC is always going to have two teams that and, are good enough that are good enough to be get to play in the national championship. Yeah. Always, yeah. That's always going to be the case, and so that you're you're leaving only, you know. <laughs> once you once you get to that fucking realization, you only have one more spot left for the other rest of the fucking country you know
2: Here, Now, are most of the other teams are i mean most of the teams are consistent that just about go every year is there a large disparity of amount of money that they spend compared to other universities that are not usually there
1: i would have to look into that but i know there's plenty of big school a&m is one of the richest schools in all of america Uh, Michigan, same thing. Penn State, same thing. Shit, Penn State. Shit, a lot of money. A lot of Big Ten schools are big money. SEC schools, obviously. Big 12 schools have a lot of that oil money donors. Pac-12, you got Silicon Valley. Where does SEC
0: money come from? Football. Well, Yeah. We that, put that, an emphasis that's on what, football, that, and, and but all those other schools. That and you're that's naming, what I mean. I mean
2: more mo- I mean the money that's dedicated just to the football program. Oh, no,
0: that's SEC's got that all. Well, that's all why day the long.
1: conference's tagline is "It just means more." Yes, yeah, because it's a true statement. Now, when they moved away from BCS to the playoff format, the current one, I knew it wasn't perfect, but just I knew. I loved it because it was a step in the right direction. It was a step away from BCS. Right,
0: right, yeah. BCS was bullshit.
1: It was, I mean... Because the reason why it's a step in the right direction means that you don't stop at four. Right. It has to be expanded. Right. Yeah. And you're starting to hear now, this year especially, has really pushed the conversation a lot further than I thought it was going to be on a national level. You know, even Urban fucking Meyer was... Coming out on TV saying it needs to be expanded. Right. And he's like, I, I can't believe that I'm saying that because he was a traditionalist. You know, he wanted to, if you're going to playoff, it's four teams and it gets too wonky after that. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Urban. But he's finally come around and seen that, oh yeah, this is actually pretty, this, we've, we've done the test run. We've got the data, we've got the results. It must be expanded. Yes. Because the way, and I was arguing from day fucking one, beyond just being happy that they were able to entertain and implement a quasi-playoff uh, into college football, from day one, four teams was immediately just dumb. It was destined to fail. Just think about it this way. Not even getting into the group of five teams, but if you only have four teams that can contend, well, there's this whole power five, yeah, which is the five all... Right. Everyone's pretty much agreed five superior conferences as far as talent. Right. Money and talent. And it's it's happened almost every year until the playoff came along that you would have an undefeated conference champion out of each of those conferences. Right. Yes. So immediately mathematically you create conflict when you when you don't even allow an undefeated power five conference champion. Right the opportunity to play for a national championship. Right. Yeah. The whole idea of the playoff was to make it a more fair entry point to have a more competitive way of determining a national champion. And so getting away from BCS and going to a playoff format was a step in the right direction, but they didn't go far right. enough. Right. So just Yeah, I agree with that. So just out of mathematic, you know, uh, restrictions alone, four was already destined to not last long. Right. Not to mention, they now have seen how much money they get from the playoff games. Money talks. So, again, SEC, big money, Big Ten, big money. You, you're leaving out this year, Texas A&M, Florida. Uh, maybe not any Big Ten schools this year. Right. Uh, in fact, I think there's one too many in the playoffs. Right. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> there, you could fill out a six-team or even an eight-team playoff and have it be very competitive. Yeah. Hell, you could go
0: 16 this year. And I'm I'm going to read off a uh a bracket. Well, 10 would be cool. You know, you you talk about the Power 5 to make it a 10 team playoff. You could cuz you could have, you know, two teams from each conference, you know.
1: There's a way to do it.
0: it it's it
1: I I think that uh you know, one thing that, like, the Big Ten did and the Big 12 did, or maybe, no, the ACC and the Big 12 did, is they got rid of divisions inside their conference. So, when it came time for their conference championship, they wanted the two best teams in the conference to play. Right. And That's Al- the way it should
0: be. Yeah. yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. I agree. So, like, in, uh, in the SEC, it would have been A&M versus Alabama again to determine who is the the true best team in that conference. So one thing that the playoff has done is it has rendered the conference championship useless. Right. And it's also rendered every bowl game outside of the playoff useless. The amount of players that opt out now. Uh, I think Josh Allen was the first one to do it from a major school where he was like, I'm getting ready for the NFL. I'm not going to go play with my team. Right. And the bowl game, because it, it, it's now made it so that if you don't make it into the playoff, then there's nothing to play for, and that in itself is going to hurt college football, which to me is the greatest sport in America, bar none. It's better
0: well, than. Well, they're the, kind of going by the NFL model, I guess, kind of with the playoffs, sorta. But it's that you can't do that in college. You can't use the NFL model of playoffs in college football.
1: Sure, you can. I'm about to read. No, no,
0: no, no, and, and I'm going to tell you why. And the reason why you can't do that, well, you could, but I mean, you're talking about if you actually really did that, the playoffs would last for <laughs> four months. I mean, they, they, if you, you did it in a in a real, you could have a sixteen world way. Let's get into it. Right, go I,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna read off if if they had a sixteen game playoff right now, which I I agree, I think sixteen is a little much, but I'm gonna show you how it can be done. If you had a 16-game playoff, you're talking about one, two, three, four weeks of games. You have where everybody's playing. Right. And then you whittle it down to, uh, I guess, semifinals, then quarterfinals, and then the national championship. Now, if they can... If they can have weeks of March Madness and have 64 teams in a tournament, I think you can make it so that 16 football teams can play a four-week playoff. The Bowls last damn near four weeks.
0: All right. No, no, I get that. The time is there. I don't see that that's big enough. I think it should be 32 teams in a playoff. And when you're talking college football, man, there are that many good schools. I'm not. But, I'm not opposed to that, but what I'm saying is to get from four teams to sixteen
1: would be better. to thirty-two. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna cross the sixteen bridge no, well before yeah, they get to that point. Right. Mm. They're not gonna jump to f- from four to thirty-two. Right. I'm just they're, saying they're there's so not gonna, many
0: schools that that they're likely
1: know. only gonna jump from four to eight. Eight.
0: Yes. That's probably
1: now. I'm agreeing with you that I think that it needs to be expanded to at least sixteen because I mean right now this year you got f- five undefeated teams. Right. And and half of those played very short seasons, so right. who knows? You might have ha- ended up with less. And traditionally, that's about what it's been. Uh, you'll have the anomaly, yeah. you know, the anomaly year where you got seven. But here's here's what it would look like if we had a sixteen game playoff currently with the rankings as they are based on the end of this season. You would have Alabama facing off against BYU. Hmm. That's that's not fair. Yeah. One versus sixteen. Yep. yep then you would have clemson facing off against 15th ranked iowa then you would have the number 3 ohio state buckeyes uh rematching against northwestern eh. see that's where <laughs> northwestern should have dropped because they lost the big 10 championship right, so right. it would it would also place a lot more importance on ranking as far as how you perform in your conference championships. yeah You'd, they didn't move at all yeah uh, yeah. So that would have to, that would naturally get taken care of yeah. if you actually had a
0: playoff had a playoff to go into. Yes.
1: then you would have Notre Dame versus North Carolina. You would have Texas A and M versus Coastal Carolina. Tell me that wouldn't be a yeah. fucking awesome game. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Then you would have six rank Oklahoma going up against eleven rank Indiana, who's having the best year in over thirty five years. That would be a fucking good game. Then you would have number seven Florida versus number ten Iowa State. That could be fun. I don't know. Uh, then
3: <laughs>
1: you would have number eight Cincinnati versus number nine Georgia, which is what we are getting in the Peach Bowl this year. Right. But again, but that would be a playoff game. Um, and then after that, no, that's all of them. So eight games. Yeah, it would. But immediately with something on the line. And most of those matchups are fucking awesome. I mean, shit, that's kind of what you're getting already with Florida versus Oklahoma
2: and the Cotton Bowl.
1: Just have that be something that could propel yeah. them into play uh, uh, an A&M. A, and a, that, a would just, that would create <laughs> you know?
2: greater competition throughout the rest of the season anyways because it gives you something more to fight for.
1: Yeah, and and it makes it so that the talent can will naturally be more dispersed at least amongst twenty eight or thirty schools instead right. of six. They're right. Because players will then go to schools that might that, that they might actually truly want to go to for geographical reasons right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's an actual path for them to get in there. Yep. Now the the list that I just read out, teams that you know are never going to get into the top four are in here. Like Indiana, Northwestern, uh fucking coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, BYU. Yeah, right. Right. You, you take care of those teams that currently don't have a path at all, and you at least give them an opportunity to have right. it determined on the field. Right. So, that way you, you get the conference champions in there. You make the conference championship mean something again. You have the at-larges in there. You have the out-of-nowhere undefeated. Now, a team like San Jose State, they went undefeated, had to play all their games outside of their state, and, and they still won. They're, 20, they're ranked 22 this year but just like Boise State and UCF and all these other schools that had to they had to put together a few years showing that they could be consistent and then they were elevated to Boise State playing in the Fiesta Bowl right, right. UCF playing in um uh, the the Peach Bowl against Auburn you know you you end up getting rewarded like this year you might not just immediately go in but if you're able to do it again boom you're fucking you're you're at the table man you could propel your Your school for the next two decades with something like that. I don't know. I mean, I love football. I'm not saying that we need to get rid of the playoff. I'm saying we need to expand the fuck out of the playoff.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree completely.
1: Because what you're getting, whether it was designed this way or just by happenstance, is you are getting teams that I believe are just getting the benefit of the doubt. Namely, this year, Ohio State. They don't have any
0: any place in the playoff this year. Yeah, there's no. They haven't proven anything this year. No, no, not to me. They have. I mean, Notre Dame. Yes, I would. I definitely put them there before Ohio State. But like we said, you know, there's teams better than them that should be there. You know,
1: if if you're actually trying to get the four best teams, yeah. I don't think they got the four best teams in there. Right. I think they have the four. Well, safest I, I will right never
2: there. understand how Ohio can be in a playoff with teams that have played nearly double the amount of the games that they have.
1: Yeah, just well, makes it, no
2: fucking sense. Well,
1: and you can tell that Ohio State got in there basically because of who they are, their legacy, their history, the fact that they were in last year. You know, they were in recently, therefore they get recent recent C bias. But here's, here's a couple things about Ohio State that, and I, trust me, I can hear the Big Ten fans, I can hear the Ohio State crowd roar, just rambling, rabble, rabble, rabble. Whatever, dude. We went undefeated. We haven't lost a game. We beat everybody we faced. Uh, we had teams back out. We still, you know, we won our conference. There's, there's, no, there's nothing that has shown that we shouldn't be in there. And I'd say, oh, there's plenty of things. The fact that Ohio State only played in back-to-back weeks once this year, when everybody else played the majority, I I, I heard a stat that uh, said, I think it was like 84% of all scheduled games took place as scheduled right across the country. Ohio State didn't even get half of their fucking schedule in, or I guess they got half of their schedule in, but they didn't get in on, you know, they didn't have like five weeks back to back to back. Right. Like everybody fucking else. But anyway, here's a fun little little tweet from Peter Burns over at uh, the SEC Network who tweeted out, Big Ten. He's writing as the Big Ten. He's, he's talking as though he's the Big Ten. Quote, we are not playing football this season. Actually, we've changed our minds. <laughs> but you have to play six games to qualify for the championship game. Actually, we've changed our minds. Yes. <laughs> we have... We have a 21-day safety protocol for our athletes if they test positive for COVID. Actually, we've changed our minds. That's now 17. Because Ohio State has players that have tested positive for COVID. So, in their safety protocol, and they, and they were positive at the time of the Big Ten Championship. So, if they followed their own fucking rules, they would miss the first
0: uh, playoff game. So the Big Ten. Well, if they if the Big Ten followed their own rules to be, they wouldn't even played. Well, yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, so, the SEC. If it was not for the SEC saying "fuck you," we're playing football.
2: Yeah, shouldn't you get a if, bitch tax? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bitch tax.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Ohio State fans. <laughs> Sorry for that one, but uh, but I mean, he does have a point. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, think about it. The Big Ten broke three of its own rules just to get Ohio State shoved into the playoffs. Into the playoffs, yes. At first, we're not having football. Oh, wait. We changed our minds. We're going to have football. Uh, But you have to have have at least played six games to be eligible for a conference championship. Oh, Ohio State's not going to make that threshold? All right. We changed our minds. Five Five games is good
2: enough. (laughs) Five will do. They it's get like it. when you're a kid. Oh, best of one. Oh, wait, no, best of three. Yes. No, now best of All five. All or nothing. Yeah. 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 They're All doubling down on everything. Yeah. They're shitty poker players. Yeah.
1: But if they, I mean, and, and this is COVID. This, I thought this was something that we weren't supposed to uh, mess around with or take lightly. Yet you got a conference going, we're arbitrarily changing medicine uh, and, and scientific, you know, reasoning if we're supposed to, believe this 21 days is no is no is now too long 17 days will do because in 18 days we're we're playing a game like that's why ohio state has no reason being anywhere fucking near the playoff you've literally been you've had your entire season made out of clay and you mooched your way in and mashed into place so that you could just get rammed into the playoff yeah a and I don't think, is nearly as good as their record states, but that's just because I'm a hater. I'm a hater within my own conference. What 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 do you? <laughs> what level of love do you think I'm going to be willing to give to fucking Ohio State? But I will say this. A&M deserves to get in there way over Ohio State. Yes. Florida deserves to get in there over yes. Ohio State. And, and they threw and, a and cleat both, at a man. And they both deserve to be in there instead of Notre Dame and Ohio State. Yeah, because Notre Dame, let's be honest, they beat a Clemson team— that had their best player out, had multiple other players, I think, on the defense out, and they squeaked by at home when nothing was really on the line. It was, the, right. it was Notre Dame's biggest game, but Clemson knew, if we see you again and we just have our starters, we're going to fucking destroy you, which they fucking did. They steam, It wasn't even competitive. It was like, what, 34-10 to 10 yeah. or some shit? Um, so to me, Notre Dame played their way out of the playoff And in every big game that Ohio State had, fuck, they beat Indiana by a touchdown. Like, every big game Ohio State had, Justin Fields played like shit. And the whole team played like shit. Northwestern could have, and if they weren't Northwestern, should have won that fucking game. Yeah, Any team, A&M would have won that game. Florida would have won that game. Georgia would have won that game. I can go fairly deep into the SEC and showed you who would have won
0: in Northwestern's place, right. and it comes back to what we were just talking about with the who's got the money and where they put it. Yeah, you know, it's Ohio State favoritism, and
1: out of the teams that are in it, I think all four of those teams uh, get a lot of you know they've earned the right to, I guess, be able to play the favorite. But that's why you have to expand the playoff to allow teams that have actually earned it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and the smaller schools that n- get never get anything. Yeah. You know, that's the... Because I have no problem with teams getting the benefit of the doubt right. based on their legacy. They've earned that legacy.
2: Well, create some of the excitement that you get from March Madness. You have tons of fans who do not watch basketball a single wink the rest of the time. But as soon as March Madness comes around, tons of people that weren't watching before are paying attention now. Same thing could happen with football.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, and everybody watches in March. Um, if you watch at all, you're watching in March because you want to see the Cinderella story. Because mm-hmm. when they happen, even if they don't make it all the way, even if the if a uh, 14th, 15th, or 16th ranked team wins anything, it's the greatest moment in sports that right. year, right? Because it, e- America still loves an underdog story, and you don't have a single fucking underdog in this playoff. And what is it? The Sweet 16, exactly. And that's what and. Let's be honest. The Sweet 16 is when uh, March Madness really starts to get interesting. Everything before that doesn't even have a clever fucking name. Right. Um, mm. So I say start with the Sweet 16 in football. And if it turns out to be a wild success, then I would follow the business and expand it uh, one step further to 32.
0: Yeah. But to me, if... See, 32, this is what 32 does is it brings in all of... Like I was saying, all of the... Because uh, you got, you know... Dude, you got Baylor, you got Rutgers, you got uh Boston College, you got all these teams that can be good. Yeah. Have been before, you know. Yeah. That can get on a roll and and, and have a really fucking killer team. And when you're looking at the top, you know, now I know sixteen, yes, that would go a long way, but the top thirty two, if you went from number one to number thirty two, yeah, played them out. It would give a lot more of the schools, especially in the northwest. Mm-hmm. I think that I think a lot of places like Portland and Washington and all those places up there. Every once in a while, they'll have a good football team, mm-hmm. you know, and it gives them a chance to come down like the Utes, like yeah, all <laughs> utah yeah, you the Utes come and kicking our ass, yeah. So it can still happen. It happened with the Utes, but it's a lot harder. For them to for schools like that to get in.
1: Yeah. Well, what ends up naturally getting set up is the same thing with UCF and Auburn a few years ago where UCF uh declared themselves national champions. It would be the same thing like if Cincinnati comes into Atlanta and beats Georgia. They're gonna say we're undefeated, we're a conference champion. We're we're a national champion. Yes. We won a major New Year's Six bowl. Right. We're gonna call ourselves national champions. Right. So One thing that is naturally occurring out of this, and I kind of touched on it before, are players opting out. Georgia's going to a Peach Bowl. That's a New Year's Six Bowl. It's not a bullshit bowl. But you already, before it was even announced, had three players on the defense opt out. Or one on the offense, two on the defense. Already say, ah, we're getting ready for the NFL. I think that is reprehensible. There's not an argument that anybody can make to me that would get me to go along with that being an okay thing. I know why they do it. I just don't agree with it. You're, you're quitting. You are, by yeah. definition, you are quitting on your fucking team. Yes. There's still a game to play. Yes. And I think if I was NCAA, I would immediately open it up to 16 teams in the playoff, and any player that opted out in postseason games, you're not eligible to go to the NFL Combine. You're not eligible to play in the Senior Bowl. In order to get access to those privileges... You have to finish your games. Yeah, postseason. Yeah. Postseason
0: yeah. is still part of the season. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't, it would just be called post. No, I agree with that. And, it, you know, it's the same thing like I was talking about in the NFL. I don't think teams should be able to buy a fucking kicker in the playoffs or a quarterback goes down. I don't think you should be able to do that. I think the team you start with is a team you end with. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah. I mean, the college, if I was in charge of college football, that's what I would do. I would say,
1: you're, you're not quitting on your fucking team. You're like, oh, but I could get injured. Yeah, you could get injured trying out for the combine. You can get injured practicing for the senior bowl. You can get injured walking out of your fucking apartment. If you're trying out for the NFL, injury is part of it, baby. You got to fucking deal with it. I'm sorry. You're entering into a very violent field. And if one game, because you can't go win it all, doesn't matter, then I don't want you on my fucking team. Yeah, like to begin with, I don't want you on my team. I wish that there was a way that you could screen that bullshit, that bitch factor
0: out of guys. Once the money comes in, dude, it's it's that's what just fucks everything up. Yeah. It fucks it all up. The NFL is now starting to ruin college
1: football once by you, overpaying when, their once players.
0: Once you stop playing for the love of the game and all you're thinking about is not getting hurt, you're already lost. Oh, yeah. You've already lost your, your edge. Your, yes, you lost that edge. 'Cause when you're playing for love of the game, um, it's just like music. Music's the same way. Yeah. You you, you see bands that uh, that are playing the shit that they love and then they then they start playing for the coin. And I'm not gonna start mentioning a bunch of bands, but I could. Um, they see dollar signs and they start and they switch and they start playing a certain kind of music that's selling. They start playing for money. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And they sugar know, ray it. Yes. Shit, <laughs> yes, Sugar Ray. But and then you got bands like Seven Dust. Yeah. You know. They just grind out, it. Just grinding and grinding and grinding and uh anyone out there who doesn't listen to Seven Dust, listen to Seven Dust. Do yourself a favor. They're a fucking great band. Mm-hmm. And a great bunch of guys too. They're really cool guys. And the real test of it
2: all, proficient live. I Very. mean, yeah, great live band.
1: Very, but no, I agree with you, Doug, people that uh, don't have that love of the game, but it's like, well, then perfect example, uh, taking my Georgia Bulldogs, as soon as they lost two games and their second one was to Florida, they knew that they weren't going to make it. Uh, so in and, and that mindset, the rest of the season didn't matter. So why not opt out immediately? Don't even come back from Jacksonville. That's gonna start happening. At least mentally, yeah. they're gonna be like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna move a step slower. I'm yep. not gonna hit as hard. I'm not yep. gonna. I don't want that shit infiltrating." But, college the, football, but the best way, there. the best way to mitigate that and also have a better
0: product at the end of the season is have an expanded motherfucking playoff. Uh, but you know what they're talking about now is paying players in college again, and I, I don't. Uh, it, the only way, and I said this before, I think I said this on a podcast. I don't know if I did or not. But the only way that I would agree that college players get money mm-hmm. is if they all got paid the same. Yep. That's the only way I would agree. And and not a huge amount, you know. Uh, just get paid, uh, you, like you get paid for practice, mm-hmm. you know, get paid like maybe, I don't know, 150 bucks to practice. Every player gets that, and then in a game, you get paid five hundred dollars to play a game, and then if you're in a big game, you get a thousand bucks to yeah. play in the big game. And I know people are saying, no, that ain't enough money." They're stars. They're no, they're not. They're not. They're there to prove themselves. That's the only reason that they step onto that onto the college football field mm-hmm. is to prove themselves that they can make it to the pros. Now, once they make it to the pros, you know, the pros are so, man, it's just, uh, football is very, very depressing to me and very uh, exciting to me at the same time. Because if you get the right pro team together, Mm -hmm. it's magic. It's fucking magic. It is fun. They're fun to watch, you know, like. Like my fins, man, my dolphins. I cannot wait to see next year. I'm, I'm fucking, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm more excited for the dolphins than I have been since Marino left. Yeah, that is no, they're on they're on a good trajectory. That's no fucking shit. And I and then and I, and I felt the same way about the Falcons like six years ago, five six years ago when their defense was just fucking twenty sixteen shit. Yeah, four years just ago, killer fucking defense. And I don't know,
2: guys. The Jets are certainly knocking on all cylinders, <laughs> but, but college
0: ball is like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not like pro ball, you have to get the right team together to have that magic. College football, it can happen any fucking time. It can happen at any time, and the bigger schools, it happens regularly. You know, you like it's because they're getting all the talent, but they're not. Worried about their self getting hurt or anything like that, and that's the thing about Miami right now. Miami is the youngest team in the NFL, Mm -hmm. so those guys are trying to prove something if you can hold on to them. Yes, yes, if that's the problem with NFL, yes, is that
1: you can go from the Super Bowl to drafting first, right, within three years. Yes, yes, there's too much parity in the NFL, and that's why I hate the NFL, right, college football. You kind of see the teams right. There's actually teams that rise yes. over three to four years, yes. and you can see it because in college you can get 23 players a year, right? You can you can change the the, the trajectory, like like with Alabama's and Georgia's who are dra- uh, not drafting, but recruiting in the top five, right. top three consistently. Right. Those players that Alabama got this year and Georgia got this year, we won't see for another year yeah. or two. Yeah. They're they're in the, the cupboard. They're in the they're in the waiting. You know they're just waiting their time. They're in the queue in the NFL. You draft players to basically be starters. Like you have to nail your your six draft positions, and then your six undrafteds or whatever that you get to try right. out. Yeah, and that's it. Yes. And if you don't nail every one of those, you're gonna suck dick at least for a year. Right. If not for three. With football, you could suck forever, but if you when you start to get good, you can see that train coming. Yeah, in college, and so yeah. you get to kind of build like that momentum. That's why I was saying teams like the San Jose State this year. Yeah, no, you don't get in the playoff. Like you're a Cinderella story. That's great. Whatever. You're you're getting, you're close. You're on your way. Right. Do it one more year, and you'll have the the nation's attention, and you'll have actual energy rooting for you. Right. Now another thing that's being talked about, and then we'll wrap up because I think I've thoroughly made my point on the expansion <laughs> of the playoffs is another option they're talking about is breaking up uh, Division A football and having the Power Five be its own thing that has its own national championship, which would resemble exactly how it is now. Right. And then having the group of five conferences be their own sub... Uh, uh, not region, but their own sub... Uh, not conference, but org- organized thing. Right. So you would have the Power Five national championship, and then you would have the group of five national championships right. totally divide them and not have them play each other right? Uh, outside of just arbitrary bowl games, I guess. But, see, I'm not on board with that. I don't want that because the question will forever be, oh, could, could you know, because it would be Cincinnati versus Coastal Carolina this year and the group of five natty. And if Cincinnati wins that and they've been undefeated and they have a top five defense and a whatever offense... The question's always going to loom, but how would they look against an Alabama right. or a Clemson? So that's why I'm against that setup entirely. Right. That's further division. The whole reason why you're against what we have now is because there's division. Right. Why right. further divide it? Just expand it. Yeah. It's already in front of you. Look at basketball. So uh, we've hammered that thing into the fucking ground.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad we're going to you know go from division there to division everywhere else. That's what we do here. <laughs> More ranting coming at you. It is a
1: rant. But one thing I will say that has has affected every every corner of our uh, culture, including football, is this goddamn COVID thing, man. Like, uh, I guess, okay, I'm not totally done. But like the Rose Bowl this year, Alabama versus Notre Dame is being played. It's a Rose Bowl game, but it's not being played at the Rose Bowl. It's being played at Dallas, where the Cowboys play. Because of COVID restrictions. California is locked down harder than fuck. No football. No. No. Even though the vaccine's here. None. Like, remember when it was, it started out as 15 days to slow the spread. Then, well, now we just have to show a, 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 like a. Flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. uh, No increase in deaths. Just have to flatten the curve. And then we did that. It was like, oh, well, we, we can't overwhelm the hospitals. Okay. We didn't do that. We gotta see a decline in cases yep. and deaths. Okay, we did that. Well now we gotta now you gotta wear your mask. Now we need everybody to wear their mask. Well okay, now we're doing that. It's like well well now we need to see no new cases. So like an absolute lack of cases. And it's like, well fuck, how okay. How long for how long do we have to do this? Well, until there's a vaccine. Okay, well now there's a vaccine. There's a spike in cases. Yeah. Shut it down. It's like what is the thing that we are shooting for and following these COVID restrictions, what was the goal? It, with every goal and every milestone that we achieve, what are we getting from
0: doing it? I have a prediction. Mr. Prediction Dougie. Have a, just a Doug's little, prediction a, corner. A little prediction.
1: What's what you got?
0: I believe things will change on January the 5th. I don't. That's the that's the that's what they're waiting on. They're waiting on this last fucking election. Once they find out if the Democrats are going to get it. Or if the Republicans are going to hold the Senate, you're going to see two completely different things that could happen.
1: I don't think it, I, I no longer think it's tied in any way, shape or form to the election. I, I think, cause remember everybody was saying COVID dies November 4th. And for a minute, I thought that, I thought that this was just strictly about the election. I think that, uh, it did its damage on the election but I think it's here to stay. I think it's just I think it's the same as that concept of post- 9/11 and the Patriot Act.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about the reaction to it. I'm not talking about what do you action. mean by reaction I, I'm not talking about COVID itself. I'm talking about the reaction to COVID. If the Republicans win the Senate mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of restrictions and shit starting to come uh, off. If the Democrats win the Senate. Those restrictions are gonna stay in place until everybody's vaccinated.
1: But the restrictions aren't
0: coming from the Senate. They're coming from individual states. Come, exactly. But look at who's running the individual states. You're losing me here, Doug. Okay, look, this is this is my point. <laughs> you got point. Republicans running okay. Florida and they're wide open. You got Democrats in California right. and they're shut the fuck down. Right. And that's my point. If the Democrats win the Senate, then California has no reason to stop anything that they're doing right now. If the Republicans win the Senate,
2: except the bankruptcy of their state.
0: Right, right. <laughs> if the Republicans win the Senate, I think you're going to see California shit start opening up very quickly. Extremely.
1: Quick. Why 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 would that play any because, effect
0: on it? Because it's the next it's the next 4 years, man. That's what they're trying to set up right now. It, it, we're going into Post-COVID. Well, it'd be probably the next. Post-COVID. The next two years. Well, yeah. Yeah, whatever. But they're setting up. This is what the setup is. I believe this. The setup is to make the Democrats look like the heroes of everybody. They're going to save us all. And then when the economy opens back up, it's going to be just fucking gangbusters. And the Democrats did that for you. If the Republicans win the Senate, the Democrats can't do that, and they know they can't do that, and shit will start opening back up. That's just the way I see it. And So you're saying no matter what happens, the Democrats are going to open it back up because they want to look like the saviors? No, no, no. What I'm saying is is if the Democrats take the Senate, Mm -hmm. the restrictions are going to stay until everybody is vaccinated. The restrictions are good. They probably even get even rougher in some places until until everybody gets a shot mm-hmm. or two shots.
2: The restrictions the are going to stay because then, now they've ironed out a way that they can control us all and get our cooperation immediately to do so.
0: D.C. has ran off of fucking money. They're, they're printing. Yeah. yeah they, they don't they, need us any longer. I, no, no, they do. They still do. They need us. They need us to If they were
1: smart, they would realize this. They
0: n- no, they need us to, to keep paying our taxes and to keep, you know, keep shoveling shit into that fire.
1: New and, York's figuring that out because Cuomo's begging all of his rich people, please come back.
0: And and, and and We're gonna be a shithole without you. And you're gonna see if the Republicans win in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You're gonna oh, New York will open right the fuck up. It's that's in my mind that way. I see it that way. I see it politically, you know, politically, this country is so fucked up uh, politically. And I wish everybody would just fucking get out of everybody's way. That's what, that's what everybody's doing. You know, they, -hmm. there's so much hate and, and everybody hates the other side uh, that they don't realize that it's, that it's the whole thing. The whole thing is what's fucking you. It's not the Democrats, it's not the Republicans, it's not it's the fucking government. It ain't and it's got nothing to do with party. Well,
2: it's like it's like conjoined twins. If you shoot your other twin in the head, you are still attached to your dead twin. Yes. <laughs> There's so, a saying,
0: yeah, you know. The left wing and the right wing belong to the same bird. Yeah. So, I mean, when people People don't realize that anymore. Say, I would
1: say that bird's on a suicide mission right now. Yeah. And both wings are heading straight to the ground yes. together. Yes. Mm. And that's and, and if that's- you pick up too much velocity, you can't pull the nose up before you nosedive. That's and- where I think we're going. And I, I don't think that restrictions are going to have shit to do with January 5th, only because what a lot of powerful people have realized is how much power they can yield. And up until this point, they've gotten away with it. Whatever happens in the election, I don't think is going to have any hindrance on them still wanting to wield their power the way that they have up until this point until they are made to fear the people who they are ruling over. I think it lies in the people's hands more than it lies in two senators in Georgia. That's just my take on now, it. No, I'm just talking
0: government-wise. I know. Talking, I'm talking about the the whole rules, you know. The change in rules. I, I think that I, I see it
1: like I was saying a minute ago, I see it just like post nine eleven America where because we were all afraid they they did some of the worst shit ever. Well, that's what's happened this year. And in <laughs> like, and, well, and like passing in passing the Patriot Act. Right. Wasn't that just supposed to combat terrorism? Right. Well, in theory, in twenty eleven or 2012 when we killed uh, bin Laden, shouldn't the Patriot Act have been repealed immediately? But instead, the only thing that the fuckheads in Washington can seem to do is they might not be able to pass a stimulus, but if the Patriot Act needs to be extended, well, they can all pass that immediately without any qualms or questioning.
2: That's here to stay. Yeah, How many more blank check moments are we going to allow the government? So... It, anytime the government,
0: it's our
1: money. Anytime the government uh, finds rights. finds new power that they can wield, they never give that up.
0: No, oh, no,
1: the, and they're never going to give it up until the people take it fucking back from them. And this isn't a call for like V for Vendetta style like uprisings. But I'll be honest, there was a a mayor I think in St Louis or somewhere in Missouri that resigned out of the backlash she was getting from her constituents over mask mandates. Yeah. the Her constituents said, no, we reject this, and she left her fucking seat. Right. Because the government still, believe it or not, serves at the behest of the governed. And if, if the governed are totally cool with having their economies destroyed and their finances totally evaporated and being dependent on the government, um, well, more power to you. But you're going to start having other states that don't have lockdowns, like Florida, a red state, saying, we are no longer going to pay federal taxes because we don't want our hard-earned money to go to states who are uh, not, not earning it. They're having to take it from the rest of us. So that kind of goes back to the whole secession thing from a week ago where if, if this shit doesn't lift, you're going to have either the people rise up and start to overtake some shit. Probably not in the most peaceful of manners. Or you're going to have states saying, fuck this. We're not under the same umbrella. Because I don't think you should get federal funds that I'm paying into when you could be just as open as I am. Because that brings me to another point. New York, New York is locked down hard as shit. And it's getting locked down even harder because cases are spiking. That's the, that's the, the new news coming out of the COVID department. I got, I'm going to read off a little something here. The top five sources of COVID-19 spreading in New York. Now, the biggest thing that they shut down, the thing they shut down. Russian hookers. Almost, almost without <laughs> any hesitation and without any argument. You're no, it's a done deal. Are restaurants. Now, i got the top five ways that COVID is spreading in New York, uh, and restaurants is number five. It's, it, it made the top five, so that's, that must be a biggie. That must be a big way that
2: people are getting COVID. Mm, not if you correlate percentages, I'm sure.
1: Well, restaurants are responsible, and this is from September to November. This is like current shit. Restaurants are responsible for spreading or are contributing to 1.43 percentage. Points of all COVID cases in New York. Sounds like something that needs to stay locked down. It sounds pretty fucking dangerous. And that's number five. That's the fifth highest way that you can get COVID is Isn't in a it? restaurant in New York. So we got to keep that shut down. You want to know what number one is? Russian hookers? I mean, if they're if they're already in your house because it's <laughs> household slash social gatherings. Pizza which rat. Which are responsible for 73.84% of COVID cases. Yeah. And you can't shut down Without being in your house. That sounds pretty tempting now, doesn't it? If you're an all authoritarian governor, if you're, if your claim is we got to stop the spread, we're going to now come in your house and start kicking people out. Social distance. Uh, No more than four. I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do. But what I'm saying is what sense does it fucking make that you're, I I can tell you what will kill a lot of people. The people that work at those fucking restaurants that no longer can make a living Because you're shutting down 1.43% of COVID cases. And what that means is that the entire restaurant industry has to die. But they gave us $1,800,
0: Jim. Over a nine-month period yes. of not working Holy in New York, yeah. they, they will have.
1: Oh yeah, they us. will have. yes. yeah. We, <laughs> we haven't
0: got our. We haven't got our latest check, government. So you're no. still
1: you're still living off of that big fat twelve hundred dollar check, check that which we in New got, York what, I think five would five months ago. I think in New York that would earn you maybe four days worth of living
0: expenses. Shit, probably four hours. Yeah, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't even make a mortgage payment for me.
1: No, and we have a very low uh, yeah.
0: cost of living. Yeah. Uh,
1: on a, especially on a national scale, but my point is, is you also have states like Florida who've been wide the fuck open. Restaurants at 100 percent capacity, and if you look at the at the COVID numbers and the charts and the spikes and all that stuff, yeah, they've had an increase, but it's still it's nowhere near California or New York, and Florida has a huge elderly population. It's, it's the sun. Yeah. Well, it, there's my point is there's information here that should be fucking paid attention to. Well,
0: yeah. Look, there's information on COVID everywhere that should be paid attention to, but nobody's paying attention to it. No. That I mean, we I, dude, when we when this shit first kicked off and we played the doctors out in California, yeah, that they, they were fucking banning everywhere.
1: Yeah. And, oh uh, yeah. And, and <laughs> I can't yeah, even find that video. Yeah, anymore. yeah.
0: I mean, they're not. They're, they they don't mean, exist anymore. I can, but I got to go
1: like BitChute or yeah. Rumble
0: or somewhere. I where, think they might have off them. I don't know. But anyway, I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, I hadn't either. <laughs> but but I uh, talked to at the hospital. I took my wife to the hospital last week, and um, it was crazy. I mean, they actually built built a tent to the entrance of the hospital mm-hmm. that you have to go in at the in the emergency room. And we get in the tent, and I'm standing there to take my wife back. They say, you can't go. Yeah. And so I just go and sit in the car for a minute, and then then my wife calls me and says just go home and get my charger and shit and bring it back or whatever. So I go home, I get back and, uh, and my wife calls me up and says, I feel better. I'm not waiting. And, am okay, whatever. So I go to pick her up at the hospital and I'm standing there. I'm waiting for her. I can see her, but I can't get to her. I'm standing at the door and the chick at the door, she's a nurse checking people in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking her. And I said, I, I was like, so, you getting a lot of COVID patients? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. And I said, uh, so, are you like full up? She goes, yeah, we got we got a whole floor of them. And I was like, well, if somebody comes in with a cold and they test positive, you know, are they a COVID patient? And she says, yep. Anybody that tests positive is a COVID And a lot of people have died from COVID. We've gone through this. But real quick, Doug, how many floors are in this hospital? There's like, I think, eight floors. Yeah.
1: And how many floors do they have dedicated to One, they
0: had one floor dedicated. Sounds like they should maybe expand that a little bit. But now they did have in the waiting room, they had the COVID suspects on one side (laughs) and and the other people on the other side. Did it look like the final scene in E.T.? Yeah. And the COVID side, there was people in there. You know, there was a fair amount of people in there, but i i i don't matter in this we we don't you know nothing we say is going to change what the government mandate is going to be and i get it i do get that it that's it kills spirit. people i do get <laughs> that it okay. kills people yeah and and i get that uh you know if your granny gets it it'll probably kill her and all of that but your granny gets hit by a bus. That'll probably kill her too. If your
1: granny gets the flu, um, she's gonna have a tough time. Or right, pneumonia. Right. Or
0: right. Yeah.
1: A number of. Th- it turns out when you're old, a lot of things can kill you.
0: Yeah. And and with the you know the cases of the flu, I mean, uh, dude, it's you know, well, we went through that last week. You know, yeah, that, like what 22 cases of flu yeah and you usually have what twenty thousand or yeah it's like, like the, the flu's and going
1: it, down because everyone's wearing their wearing masks and social distancing yeah. and it's like oh well then why is covid going up yeah. it's like because not enough people are wearing their masks and social it, right oh yeah uh yeah uh, i mean i've already stated my my case on covid it, it repeatedly and i probably still will because it's not going anywhere it's I think here we all
0: have it i think we here I think here's, everybody has here's
1: it. my thing If one of the three of us, if we knew that one of the three of us had it, would, would me just doing this make you feel better? Like, would you sincerely be like, I'm cool with that. He's got, he's wearing a mask. No, no. I mean, because deep down, nobody believes in this shit, right? It's, it's just a, it's a signal and we've said it numerous
0: times. I'll wear my mask outside just to make others feel better. Yes. And I wear my mask to make, you know, I wear my mask in the grocery store and all that shit just so everybody else doesn't freak out. But there's an
1: expiration date on this shit. There's only so long that people are going to keep going along with it before they kind of just stop. And you've already seen it. Like Florida. Oh, yeah. Florida is a a, perfect example. As a fucking state, they've said, wear a mask if you fucking want. Don't go to a restaurant if you fucking want, but I'm not going to tell somebody else they can't. Right. That is some that that is not a slippery slope. That's that is the destination yeah. of Oh, we've deemed something to be dangerous, therefore we are now going to be in charge of your right. movements and your decisions. Excuse the fuck out of me, but
0: no. The only thing I can think of that would make COVID what they're making it out to be is if, well, we know it's man-made, you know? Yeah. But what if this shit gets in you, and you don't even know you got it or whatever, and years later, Mm -hmm. it turns into something just fucking insane? Now, we don't know that that doesn't happen. They might. They might know that that's what this is designed to do, kill you two years later, you know, or three years later. It's just a theory, you know? Maybe... Maybe it's a lot worse than we think it is. It could be. That could be the case. But so far, I haven't seen that. And I think it's much more likely
1: that they go, what if we make something that is 99.9% survivable, but we can get them so fucking scared that we can control, we can crash the economy, we can implement our own level of martial law, and we will end up having people enforcing it on our behalf because we've scared them into it. Right. What government that you know of is not going to take that uh, and run with it? I think it's much more likely that it's that than they're actually trying to protect us. Because there's, there's doctors, there's plenty of them. We've mentioned one out in the, the, the urgent care guys that uh, were first out and they got basically waxed off of social media. You're not allowed to hear any, any points in the medical field from medical practitioners, doctors, scientists, virologists, biologists that have anything to say that goes against the level of fear that you're supposed to have with this. And that's what makes me immediately go, if you're having to argue on whether or not this is a true pandemic, it's not a fucking pandemic. It's not a true, le- it's not a Spanish flu level. It's not the black plague. It's not the great... You know, uh, equalizer. As far as traffic's going to start getting really awesome for everyone, because our graveyards are overflowing. Like, if it's not that, then what the fuck are we doing all this for?
0: And see, that's that, and that's my point. It could be that, but we don't know that it's that because it lays. They won't let us hear. They won't let us hear that it's not because it lays dormant in you for so long. I I don't know. Maybe there is something to that. Maybe
1: if if you allow me, I would like to play. Uh, some audio uh, from a Zoom meeting. No, you're not allowed. That was held. Fuck off, tyrannical government! I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> you're not mm. allowed. Uh, where? I, well, this guy will tell you exactly who he is, his qualifications, and he'll just give you a quick synopsis of what he thinks. You know, I'm going to tell
2: you. I think Zoom is the one who created the virus. It's <laughs> like we're not we're not getting enough market share. Hey! Yeah,
1: there's... Amazon, Walmart, are up. And, and Zoom, and Charmin toilet paper are all got together, and they're like, "We'll show them." <laughs> Lysol, especially, boy, Lysol. Oh, yeah, no they're shit. making a mint. All right, I'm going to let this run for uh, I don't know a minute or two, but uh, this is just anytime I find something where there's somebody that's qualified that is speaking out in the opposite direction of what we're all to believe, I'm going to highlight it, even if it turns out that uh, you know you don't believe it or you think he's a kook. At least you were exposed to something different than the norm. He said exposed. Uh, Mr. Chairman, this is Dr. Harkinson. I just want to let you know I'm
4: standing by. Oh, okay. Well, we would love to hear from you. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Um, What I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, It's counter-narrative. And so, so you don't immediately think I'm a quack, I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was pre- previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians Of
0: Canada Examination Committee in pathology in Ottawa. So you know your shit. To the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North
4: Carolina, selling a COVID-19 test. And I might, you might say, I know a little bit about all this. The bottom line is simply this: there is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus, other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got uh, felt unwell we stayed home we took chicken noodle soup we didn't visit granny and we decided when we would return to work we didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us masks are utterly useless there is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling they're not even more effectively most of the time. It's it's utterly ridiculous
1: seeing these. Okay, so he goes on for probably another minute and a half on Queen's time, uh, basically just saying that the the methods in which that we are going about trying to reducing the
0: the spread of the virus obviously isn't working. Well, yeah, and that's why I say the I, masks aren't I doing we anything. All have it. Or if if we don't all have it, we're all gonna get it. Yeah,
1: I don't see how this, but I, I think he said it best. It's Stop. politics playing medicine, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is where we are seeing the true damage of this virus on a global scale, where they are preventing people who are likely asymptomatic, never going to have a negative effect uh, from. We're preventing them from living their life the way that they choose, right? You know, it. it we don't. If somebody has terminal cancer, we don't immediately just off them and say, "No, we must restrict your movement because what's the point it you You've got a deadly condition and 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 this is going to kill you uh so you must stay home um, you know people die of skin cancer we don't we don't prevent people from going outside we we let, no, allow dude, people, people to get take the their own flu under- every year tens of thousands of people die in car accidents every year. I don't see them abolishing the auto uh
0: the auto industry. What is it 60,000 people a year die from the flu? Uh 60 to 90,000. Yeah. So every year in America. Every year. guaranteed. Every Except,
2: huh? Except this year. Well,
1: yeah. no,
0: this year it's like super low. It's like 12. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, 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 22. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah fine. 22, 22. Oh, that's because, you know, uh everybody's wearing a mask.
1: No, yeah, of course. But I mean, but you're not going to hear this anywhere where they're speaking reasonably about it. The only places you're going to hear that are places where they're they're espousing... Banned from the internet. <laughs> yeah. Where where they're probably taking up a lot of other conspiracy theory shit that really has no basis in anything true. Right. So it, it forces people into avenues and areas and corners of the internet where you're going to be hearing a lot of incorrect information about a multitude of things... Because you're trying to find the truth that's not being allowed for reasonable debate in the public consciousness. right? right. And, and that to me, there, there's too much dangerous shit happening out of this. If, if you question the narrative, you're a science denier and you're to be uh, socially shunned and banished from all reasonable uh, engagement with society. A polite society. People. Well, well people, so people so don't engage anymore. And and any level of censorship or or uh you know just being shut out, you're force you're radicalizing that person against you naturally. All in the name of we want to have control over a virus that is uncontrollable. You can't do anything about it. It's a fucking virus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't legislate a virus into uh obliteration yes the cold it's yeah. a cold. A cold. it's fucking is the here yeah. it's here the flu. it's bad it kills some people yeah i'm sure it feels like ass if you actually are symptomatic yeah. and it can knock your ass in a hospital the flu knocks regularly healthy people in the hospital every fucking and year. and this too.
0: is being passed from mother to child yeah that's been proven
1: so let's so it's, learn- here. it's not going yeah. anywhere so no? let's learn to live with it without turning uh us into a third world financial shit hole. That's my only thing, right. I, is that the damage uh, created by the reaction to it is going to far outweigh the actual true dangers of the, of the virus. And, and, I, I will, and, I, and I will I, say
0: that every time. And I do believe the reaction to it will be different if the Republicans win the Senate or if the Democrats win the Senate. I think the reaction will change I think uh,
2: honestly, uh, where I stand on it, though, um, is that it's the same thing that we were talking about before with the Patriot Act. We are going to see way too many things that continue after even the defeat of this thing that um, were just to slow the spread. But now they're going to become commonplace.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to get a new DHS. Out of this, just like we got DHS out of nine We're going to get a Department of Health Security. Oh, we have deemed that not... DCS. Uh, yeah. Department of COVID Security. Oh, well, I think they're going to have to have something more encapsulating, because the next COVID is not going to be called COVID. Though. Yeah. It's going to be a, a novel. It's going to be yet another novel.
0: And, and if this was a test for a uh, really true agent that is going to kill a shitload of people, mm-hmm. a virus that would... We failed horribly. We oh, failed yeah. horribly. Yeah. Because yeah. the only way to and, truly stop a virus is to not do anything. Yes. And that was what we said in the very beginning. Yeah. It would've, this would have costed so much less money if, they were, if the United States would have just shut the fuck down for three weeks. Just shut down. Yeah, everything. No flying. No, and if you get caught, you're fucking taken to the football stadium, just like I said in the other podcast. But you, but it, that's that's also a wishful thinking. That's never going to happen. I, I know, but that's the only way. When I wouldn't say that's never going to happen because think of the next one that comes around that's killing motherfuckers. It's
1: still that's, not going to happen that's, because that's, because they cried wolf with this one. Right. You're never going to get hundred percent buy in. and the only way to do it uh, to the uh, level of effect that we're uh, hypothi- hypothetically uh, surmising. Hypothesizing. That's the word. <laughs> is you need 100% buy in. Yes. Well, you're never going to get that ever again because no. I think they no. mishandled this so badly by that's trying to slow it down. Right. That that's what I'm saying. If it was a test, we failed miserably. I think that China released this in order to, you know, take the legs out of the rest of their competitors. And the rest of the civilized world, because they have all the companies there, you know, they have all the world's companies in their country. They're the ones making our own fucking medicine. Well, they they got, they got Joe now. They got Joe in the white house now. So, which means they'll have an easier time taking over America because now the door is wide open. Yeah. He'll open the door and say, come on in. Come
0: on in. Come on in. Thanks for the money for, uh, for my boy.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. So and that and that was initially why I thought COVID was going to go away after the election, you know, the system's going to push Biden in, uh, you know, if, if Biden was this was my take before the election was if the election's Biden wins, not over. Well, <laughs> that's, that's my point. That's true. <laughs>
0: that's that's my, true. That's my whole point. The election's but, not over. But they're
1: already pushing this whole. There's a new strain in uh, the UK. UK yeah. They're shutting down borders in England again. It looks like it's March all over again. Right. And even Fauci came out and said the new strain is nothing. <laughs> He's, he's kind of doing the same fucking thing. Right. The new strain <laughs> is nothing to worry about. You don't need to wear your masks, uh, kind of 2.0. Right. And then next thing we know, this is going to come here. It's going to wreak, quote-unquote, havoc. And uh, and it's going to be six months of lockdown. Did, as,
0: speaking of that, did you see yesterday the last plane leaving the UK? Did you hear about I that? I heard about it. I, I, heard, I heard from somebody who was on that plane who landed in Germany,
1: and now there's a national decree if you... If you were like a
0: uh, an English national or whatever, if you're not German, get the fuck back to England. Uh, hundreds of people. They were trying to, they at Heathrow, they were trying to, people were trying to get, they were like busting the fucking gate trying to get on the plane because it was the last plane leaving the UK. Yeah. It's like the last
1: helico- helicopter out of
0: Saigon. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, dude, that's crazy. It's fucking nuts that it's come to that. But, like I said, I don't live in England. I know somebody that does, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I don't know what's going on in England. All I know is what's going on here. Well, here's, and when I look around me in my everyday life, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I wear a mask every time I go to somebody's house, but none of them are wearing a mask. None of them. Oh, we don't wear masks in our house. They're like, you don't have to wear that mask. That's yeah. the first thing they say it's almost the first thing they say to me. It's like I don't know, spit in my
1: mouth. Yeah, we're really, <laughs> let me spit in yours. Let yeah. me spit in yours if let you me, really trust yeah. me. Yeah. Spit on me. Yeah. There there's gonna be some COVID kink that comes out of this. Yeah.
0: But but I mean that's just in everyday life, that's the that's what I see. The only time they're wearing a mask is like me and you say. It's when they're trying to make other people feel better
1: yeah but what's but, funny is is if you if you tallied up the entire crowd that you're ever around if 98 of them are like oh yeah i'm not worried about it but i mean then it's like then what, what the fuck are we doing
0: dude well, I, I mean i was in a house <laughs> this was a couple of weeks ago when i was working uh down in the city and i was in a house then there were probably five trades in this house at one time mm-hmm. and nobody was wearing a mask none of them and the people that live there didn't seem to have a problem with it. You know? So yeah. I guess that's I guess that's a Georgia thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, well one thing that's coming out of it is uh you know, well, like I said, I kinda went down the list of fifteen days to slow the spread, can't overwhelm hospitals, reductions in deaths and then reductions in cases and then no new cases. Wait till we get a
2: vaccine. Well, we got a vaccine, guys. Hooray. It's over. It's so powerful they don't actually even have to put it in the shot. No, no, not at no, all. It's the pl-
1: placebo vaccine. Yeah. If you think you got it,
2: you're cured.
1: Except you're not cured. And in fact, not only that, but uh, I'm going to play one thing real quick. Even if you get the vaccine, it, it means really no change. Uh, tomorrow morning, and I'm and I'm grateful for it, um, Chuck. I just wanted to
4: say uh, just a follow-up on what Yasmin mentioned. Uh, Just for your viewers out there, um, I I know one of uh, the individuals who we just saw getting vaccinated is planning on
2: traveling after the second dose. This is a source of confusion, but
1: no, this is one of the misperceptions here. Just because you get vaccinated with that second dose does not mean you should be participating in things like traveling in the middle of an out-of-control pandemic or that you're liberated from masks. Mm -hmm. Everything still applies until all of us get the two-dose regimen we don't think that's going to happen until June, July. But And again, this goes back to what we just talked about, Chuck. We don't know if just getting the vaccination prevents serious illness or does it also prevent you from getting infection uh, entirely, meaning you can still get infected with the virus potentially and pass it on to others. So really, really critical. Don't let your guard down just because you got vaccinated. You still might be able to get right. infected with the virus and pass on others. So please keep that in mind.
0: That's never gonna happen. So you hear that, people? No. Don't let your guard down. Look, that's never gonna happen.
1: Don't ever let your guard down. I don't care, even if, even if you've gotten the two. Because once everybody's gotten the two dose, well, now there's a new strain. Now we gotta, now we gotta accelerate another vaccine, that's and not, you gotta get locked down again. Like that's fuck not gonna, all
0: this. That's not gonna happen. That no, everyone is never gonna be vaccinated. No, no. that's never the all the only thing this turns into is a new shot to go to school. <laughs> that's basically what it's going to turn into. It's going to be like, or the, to get on a plane, like yeah, or to get on a plane, or if you or work to go for a, a concert, or if
1: you work for a major corporation, if you want to be insured, I was right. about
2: to say employment yeah. is
0: probably if you want to retain
1: your employee yeah. yes. insurance,
0: yes. you got to take that you government take the shot. COVID shot, yep, just and like it, and you got to take the piss test too, and and you're gonna
1: you're gonna start seeing, uh, I think, a large swath of the population that tend to be red and hue. Uh, revolt against that. I think you're going to start seeing a lot more calls for privatized healthcare away from this mass employer-based bullshit. I think you're going to see a lot of companies, if it hurts their bottom dollar, if they're forcing vaccinations, once that tide turns, where the money isn't there, just watch how fast this thing
0: turns. Have Have you got a link to the shot that never was? Oh, in El Paso? Yes. Uh, Yeah, I can can get one easily, but there's just
1: no sound to it.
0: uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a video that everybody listening to, if you haven't seen this video, watch this. We'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah, watch this video because it's fucking hilarious. It really is. Yeah, so what they've been... Even a child. (laughs) Even a child could see, you know, (laughs) there's nothing in that.
1: So what they've been doing with this vaccine, uh, this this messiah like juice uh, that's been unleashed on the on the world as they've been having all these big media grandstanding these big reveals even the first shipment uh, was wheeled in by a UPS employee and it was a photo op where it showed him opening the box and it was like ooh oh freedom in a vial and and we're supposed to believe like this is the grand savior to save all of us, but you just heard Mr. Medical pants on MSNBC saying, "Oh, this means nothing. even if you get it yourself, you still have to adhere to everything, even though they don 't know that if you've already had it that you how do you know that there's not some level of already uh, natural immunity to it? We don 't know no so they're making they're making uh, stances and mandates and basically enforcing it as though it's law based on nothing just a guess just well it seems like that should be so we'll enforce it as though it is it's like that's not how this works and i don't give a fuck if it's a micro bug uh that's off you know sadly a handful of people have an update what you got the Bengals are beating the sailors man the Steelers are starting to fall off. I think that yeah. they with, I think with,
0: they've realized they've with, clinched the playoffs, so 2 minutes to go and I got the message 2 minutes ago. <laughs> so it could be over.
1: Well, get, you, yeah. get mm-hmm. you some Bengal Tigers. The
0: Bengals. Bengals take out the Steelers. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was my update. But yes, I this whole vaccination shit is going to this is going to be uh probably the one of the biggest fails. That the government ever tries to put on people, guaranteed. There's going to be people that won't give it to their kids. You know, you already got the anti vaxxers out there that won't give their kids anything. But you think they're gonna, if a kid can't go to school until he gets his COVID shot, you think there's not going to be some mothers out there that are? If going I was to a parent, I'd say fuck off. against that. I'd say fuck off. Yeah. All right,
1: I'm going to download the Ron Paul curriculum and you're going to be home (laughs) fucking school because we're still under lockdown and daddy's working from home yeah yeah so no and and i mean
2: homeschooled kids the ones that are usually smarter than anybody that's public schooled okay and
1: and socially awkward which everybody's naturally going to be socially awkward now because nobody's having any interaction yes dude i went
2: to public school and i'm still socially awkward so what the fuck government school the
1: exception to prove that yeah Yeah. you went to
0: government
2: school i went to government school
1: yeah i did too and it it took decades to undo the damage they did
2: Oh, I'm still going through uh treatment. <laughs> I think we
1: all are at some point because we're all we're all going through some government indoctrination, but the resistance of the vaccine to me is 100% totally valid. Because if our grand fear of this virus is, well, we, what does it do long term? What if it does something bad long term? Well, I'll I'll see your
0: fear of the future and I'll raise you. The same question about the vaccine. I don't want to put anything in my arm that's been stored at two hundred degrees below zero. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. You know. Well, know.
1: what happened to the whole uh, Kamala and Joe Biden saying I won't take any vaccine that came out of a Trump administration? Yeah. Old Biden sure gave that up really fucking yeah, quick. He
0: got his shot. Yeah.
1: Well, and not only that, you've got uh, you've got other key celebrities on. Well, I guess you can say
0: the left. I'm I'm waiting for Vaxart to do what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to turn this shit into a pill.
1: Well, you you also have some uh, some key figures on the left. One notable one, one Mister Andrew Yang, who tweeted on uh, the 18th just a few days ago. Is there a way for someone to easily show that they've that they have been vaccinated, like a barcode they can download to their phone? There ought to be. Tough to, have ma- tough to have mass gatherings like concerts or ball games without either mass adoption of the vaccine or a means of signaling. Now, I don't know. I don't know. And then he goes in to say, oh, I've been tested at a photo shoot or interview and gotten a bracelet showing I was negative. Then we could interact more freely. And then there's an immediate picture of uh, a Jew showing his papers to a Nazi. Yeah. And people saying, literally you right now. Show me your papers. There's going to be a vaccine passport. It's coming. You're you're going to be restricted from I think a growing number of things if you don't get vaccinated. And that they're going to try to do that. But if if there's enough people that say fuck that and then they see that it's not uh financially sound, wh- that's what I'm saying by watch the companies turn fucking tail and say You know, watch how quickly all of a sudden all of this fear mongering goes away once they see there's more money with the resistance to it than with the going along to it, and then that's when you'll see a battle between the corporations and government, and then we'll start to hopefully have a separation of business and state. Good God, I'm getting a fucking freedom boner over here, Doug. (laughs) Now I don't know what's likely and what's not, but uh, all I know is a uh, parody account from of Tulsi Gabbard. (laughs) <laughs> who goes by Tulsi Fabbard, uh, tweeted, Andrew Yang went from let's tax the shit out of big tech to let's have big tech make an app to verify safe citizens so that they can buy groceries pretty quick. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, it turns out, I don't know, anybody who's in favor of UBI is also pretty in favor of overwhelming government control. Who would have thunk it? Um, so that, that, I wasn't surprised that Andrew Yang had that take, but I think a lot of his supporters were like, wait a minute, this guy's wanting a lot of fucking overt control going on. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you give everything over to the government is uh, they're going to control your ass. They have no problem doing it. Mm. I think that this year should be one giant fucking red pill to everybody who thinks that government is here to protect you. They are not. They're here to take from you and enforce their will on others uh, at your behest. And that's why I think that there will be some level of revolt in this nation in a very short amount of time
2: uh we're all just being fed what we need to be fed to uh actually feed the coming the coming of the alien overlords that are going to feast on mankind
1: yeah I mean it's just <laughs> it's it's the same crowd that uh you know cheers on a gun ban or you know a UBI or or more enforcement ability by the government it's just like look if you don't see the irony of a gun ban being enforced by men with guns then you fail to understand why the second amendment was written in the first place that's why I'm that's why I'm so opposed to any uh, authoritative measures that they're trying to implement and it's always in the guise of we're doing this for your safety you know, it's it's like an iRobot. It's like, you're experiencing a car crash. It's like, you're the one causing it.
2: <laughs>
1: you're the one that's creating the non-safety part.
2: Well, and you know, I, I'm not, by any stretch of the imagination, an anti-vaxxer. You know, I but I am very much uh, given pause by wanting to go and get this vaccine. I... I don't see myself in the first year unless it becomes absolutely necessary for employment, um, you know, that that I'll actually get it.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know that they're really serious about wanting you to have this vaccine if uh, all of a sudden stories are coming out about, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, former sales executives for pharmaceutical companies who are speaking out against the vaccine getting offed. That's in the news. Probably haven't heard about it, though. May I read something to you, fellas? For sure. All right. December 15th, 2020. You're going to do it anyway. This is from lifesitenews.com. Again, news sources I've never fucking heard of because I have to go to weird spots on the internet just to find out what the fuck is happening. Brandy Vaughn, a former sales executive for the pharmaceutical company Merck, M-E-R-C-K. I think it's Merck. Is it Merck? Yeah. Okay.
2: Got murked. So basically the same sound as... What happened to her? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. she got
1: murked. Brandy got murked. And the founder of LearnTheRisk.org, a website dedicated to educating people on the risks associated with vaccines, was apparently found dead by her nine-year-old son on December 8th. According to Children's Health Defense, Vaughn is reported to have died of gallbladder complications, although the source of the report has not been cited, nor has... It sh- nor has it shared the specific cause of the complications such as a rupture soon after learning of her death. A friend of Vaughn's Aaron Elizabeth shared screenshots of a Facebook post Vaughn had written in December of 2019 in which she assured readers that she was not suicidal and did not take any drugs that would cause her to die suddenly. The post I quote the post I wish I didn't have to write, but given certain trage- tragedies over the last couple of years, I feel it's absolutely necessary to post these 10 facts. Please screenshot for the record, wrote Vaughn. I have a huge mission in this life. Even when they make it very difficult and scary, I would never take my own life, period, she continued. And then it goes through some of the screenshots, but going on in the article. Referring to her, her son, Vaughn wrote, Bastion means everything to me, and I would never leave him, period. She added that she hadn't taken pharmaceuticals for 10 years. In other words, I'm... I'm not on anything that could kill me unexpectedly or suddenly, she wrote. If something were to happen to me, this is a quote, if something were to happen to me, it's foul play and you know exactly who and why, given my work and mission in this life, she continued. Vaccine safety has come under scrutiny during the coronavirus outbreak, with pro-lifers expressing concern about the connection of vaccines to abortion, among other concerns, and then they started to get a little bit into Uh, Her background, uh, other people she shared the screenshot with, some other MDs, some other doctors, and basically it just goes into her background working for Merck and blah, 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 and her stance on just being honest with people that vaccines do have a low level of risk with them. Uh, We're hearing it now. We're seeing it now with the COVID vaccines coming out that you can have pretty severe negative side effects. You can have... You can go into anaphylactic shock. You can uh, undergo Bell's palsy, which supposedly only lasts a couple months and goes away. Uh, I understand there's been a couple people that have died from it. Um, And I'm not saying that that means that the vaccine is negative, bad, or deadly. I'm saying that that is naturally what comes around, especially when you're trying to inoculate the entire globe. It's a numbers game. You're going to have negative reactions to it because it hasn't been around long enough for us to really know what the fuck it does. But it was just shockingly expected, uh, in some ways that you have somebody like this speaking out that all of a sudden just oops. Mm. Happens. <laughs> yeah. Normally <laughs> happens. normal healthy people just die, yeah. you know, drop yeah, dead. They just dead. Yeah, Especially you know. when they're a little skeptical of something like that happening uh, beforehand.
0: Well, you know, and Epstein hung himself. Of course. Of course he did. It yeah. shouldn't yeah. be questioned. Yes. Doug, don't question. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Except for the, you know, fractures associated with hanging herself aren't present on his body, but we're not going to look into Definitely that. Definitely the all. fractures associated with strangling are. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: By another person's hands. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a big old, it's a big old kerfuffle out there. But if there is a potential light in this 2020 tunnel, a lot of momentum has gotten behind this campaign that Trump might be able to do some uh, pretty good shit on his way out. And uh, one of those, actually, it's, I guess it's three of those, but it's one big push, is the, the willingness, even by his supporters, that he should, not only are they comfortable with, but he should pardon Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, and Russ Albrecht. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who those people are, obviously look them up. Well, yeah, Google them. Uh, actually, use Duck Duck Go. Fuck Google. Yeah. Um. You never know if a Fed boy is going to kick in your door because you're googling who Edward Snowden is in yeah, this crazy I know shit. in this crazy fucking world. But um, yeah, Snowden worked for the NSA. He he exposed how the government was uh, unconstitutionally spying on every citizen in America, and he's in exile in Russia through your device. Yeah, that's listening to us, right, this very second? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey,
0: NSA. Hello. How are you? Um, this is our 30th. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but,
1: um, and then Julian Assange ran Wikilinks, and he had a bunch of cables, which are just con- uh, communication lines with basically high-end people of governments around the world, and was exposing a lot of the fuckery that they were a part of, and... Maybe we'll get into a little bit of what's coming out of that in a more longer form. But I think... And then Russ uh, Albrecht, uh he wrote the code that created Silk Road, the dark web. right, And he's serving multiple life sentences uh, without the ability or uh, possibility of parole because people used his website and the commission of crimes and they... They sent him to prison for it, which is pretty fucked up.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, they got him for accessory to all those crimes because he gave them access to do it. I mean, uh, look.
2: Well, if somebody that, builds a house that you then decide to uh, make um, a little meth
0: in <laughs> no, or, or kill
2: every member of your family, it is not the fault of the person that built your home.
0: No, I understand that. And, and but i was but I wasn't finished with what I was about to say. Silk Road is one site Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. the fucking dark web. The dark web is vast, full of sites like (laughs) that. It's just as big as the regular. Yes, yes, or bigger. bigger. It's bigger. It's actually seventy-five, actually eighty percent, almost ninety-five percent bigger. Yeah, I mean, so it's I think six percent of the actual web. Is straight up Google and shit like that. What we're used to. The, the other ninety. you can pull up on the other ninety four percent of the internet is used for some seriously fucking sick shit by governments. When Russia hacks into the United States, they're doing it on the dark web. Mm-hmm. All of that shit. That's and that's a lot of data. When China's that's hacking into, into the data. United States, yes. they're using they're, uh, they're using the White House. Yeah. yeah now, well, well, you know, but <laughs> but the. Uh, but Silk Road, this is the thing about Silk Road. They were just one site. It was like they made an example of them. Yeah. But the example never held up to anybody else. You know, they, they didn't. It didn't deter it anybody It didn't else. deter anything, anything, nothing. If it did anything, it made it bigger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because a pleb like me even knows who the fuck he is. Right. Right. It's selective prosecution. You know, it is. Yeah. I, mean,
1: I don't think he's really on the docket to be pardoned uh that would be a stretch a long stretch and i don't see it happening from trump or really anybody ever but i do think assange has the most uh momentum behind him
0: yeah because I, I i think that uh the wiki well, stuff that was that was huge yeah
2: yeah it And was wasn't huge. assange i mean he he was uh tortured uh for yeah. shit too yeah yeah. And I mean this coming uh, Thanks a lot, uh, you know, Obama. <laughs> and I used to be a huge big fan of Obama. But it's kind of curious when a party that was usually for the freedom of speech um they ran one of the campaigns for the most lockups and um <laughs> I mean persecutions of yeah, per- journalists
0: exactly. in American history. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, look, who would have thunk it? No, look, it, it, that just makes my point. Of, mm-hmm. If it doesn't matter who's in there, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican. Oh no, the it show matters. Must go on. Trump's well, not
1: doing that. He's uh, just calling, yeah. it, the worst thing he's doing
0: is going. Your fake news, Jim Acosta, and they're like,
1: "Oh, the humanity!" That's it's not, like, hey, that's it's
0: not the worst thing Trump's doing to journalists. That, no, I'm talking about, dude. The worst thing Trump's doing is letting fucking Russia do the biggest hack on the United States that's ever happened. That's the worst thing Trump's doing. Trump does not. Trump is gonna. I would say that pales in comparison ass, to what every, Obama every, and China were look, doing, every, and we're about to get a big I, old look, kick in the schnuts. Look, it doesn't yeah. matter who's doing it to us. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's China, Russia. I don't give a fuck. They're doing it to us. Yeah. And they're doing it to us from both fucking sides. Mm-hmm. It's happening Republican side, Democrat side. So you can't fucking pick and choose, dude. Sure you yeah, can. can. Come on, guys. Come no. on. It's the fucking government. It's the club we're not in. I understand That's we're not the, in it. But they, my point is... They there's can a, do whatever the fuck they want to there's do.
1: There's a massive difference between yeah, uh, El Salvador hacking into our shit, and China. You would have to at least go, 100%. Yes, yes Their capabilities is. are vastly different. Right, right. And what everybody seems to not understand is Russia is not nearly the threat that China is.
0: That is not true. I don't see how you say that. Their I economy is less... L- than, dude, we have Russia, states with a bigger economy Russia than that. Russia has the, some of the top hackers in the world of cybersecurity. security. Yeah. Russian hackers are, Cozy Bear is fucking huge. It's a, it's huge. It's a network of fucking, and they're dotted all throughout the fucking world yeah. working on this shit. And information is power. Yes. It's power. I'm not disagreeing so, with you, Doug. So Russia so for, has them. We have but them. For you to Germany say, has but for them. You to China has tw- But for you to say that they're not as, as big a threat as China. Just because their military is not as big doesn't mean they're not as big a fucking threat.
1: They're a threat.
0: They but they're a huge threats. The,
1: the two biggest threats to America. Are China and Russia. No. The two biggest threats to America is China and Israel. Russia is, is a distant fucking third.
0: Israel is, it, I don't even want to go into that they They're possibly the biggest threat to America well issue. they well they've always they have been yeah. ever since we fucking gave them the power to, yeah yeah you know? and they're so, spying on us, they're spying on the white House yeah, they got security cameras right are.
1: outside the fucking sixteen hundred and that's what I'm saying everybody thinks the Cold War is still going on. I'm not saying Russia isn't a threat, but I've got to stress that there are bigger fires in the house, and one of them is Israel, and I think the just as big as china and russia is out in the shed fucking around they're just not they're just not <laughs> from 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 everybody that i listen to that are exiled from america who that, is
0: some of, who who is one of russia's biggest trading partners did you know is it china yes yeah and russia china you can say and that for any country on the world, you, by the way. Look, look, when you when you talk about Russia, China, and Iran, mm-hmm. you might as well be talking about the same fucking people. Especially when it comes to cybersecurity, they're all sharing shit. They're mm-hmm. all sharing the shit. So, anytime you know, Iran gets something on the United States cybersecurity wise. They're instantly going to send it to Russia. Russia is instantly going to send it to China mm-hmm. because they're all working against the United States. That's the one thing they have in common. They all work against us. Yeah. That's, the, that's their whole fucking... Uh,
2: I would be very interested life. to see what your thoughts would be at, if you were to watch the documentary we watched tonight.
1: Well, they've is, already come um, out and said China has upwards of 2 million Chinese nationals... Currently in America in positions of power. Well, yes, of course. In they Russia, do. it's not even close. No, no, I know, but, that, that, but that's what I'm saying. If you have two million versus a couple of thousand, that is so many orders of magnitude that if I think that we are willing to overlook China and make Russia the big bad bear. And I'm saying that's a deadly I'm not, mistake.
0: That's not what I'm saying to do. Yeah. I'm saying when you're looking at Russia you're looking at China. When you're looking at China you're looking at Russia. Yeah. When you're looking at fucking Iran you're looking at China. It's the same they're the same fucking threat, dude. They're that that's what I'm trying to say. It's not like it it's like uh they're all the same members of a one team. They're like an axis of evil. They they are. They are like an they're like an axis of evil, sure. <laughs> and uh and I w- I wouldn't put North Korea in that. They're only a threat as long as China lets them be a threat. They're the Iraq.
1: They're the Iraq of
0: Asia. Right, right. But but what I'm saying is they're only a threat as long as China allows them to be a threat. Yeah. To to anybody. Basically, when you're talking North Korea, you're talking China. When you talk, it's like I said: Iran, Russia, China. Those three countries for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Had they been. They've been locking horns for fucking 15, 20 years against the United States now. And that's the one thing that they all have in common. And I guarantee you, they meet on a regular fucking basis to see what you got on them now, you know? And when you have power like that, when you combine all of that together against us, we don't have a shot. We don't have a chance against that kind of, Fucking power. We don't. Because in China you got the fucking manpower. You got physical fucking man manpower. They have fucking their standing army is a hundred million. A hundred million in the many army.
1: bombs I think we yeah, can handle them. No,
0: yeah, but uh but they got bombs too, dude. That's I'm I'm just saying yeah. I'm that trying to make my point. Russia still has a shitload of nukes. They still have a shitload of armament. Yep. Iran guaranteed they're nuclear guaranteed. Everybody's always talking about, we got to keep them from but They're a nuclear power. They have been for 10 fucking years. Easy. All it takes is a partnership with Russia and China and they're a nuclear power and they have that. They've already, they have that. So when you put those three countries together against the United States, you put the hacking power of Russia, the manpower of China and the fucking just straight up, terrorism of iran mm-hmm. and you put those three countries together against the united states man the threats to us anybody that wants to not make those three countries into one fucking thing is fooling themselves. they're fooling themselves.
1: i think their best chance at uh achieving their end goal is a is the america that we have now
0: yes very oh, close yeah. very close where
1: you've got active Marxists. Out in the streets, yes. calling for revolution. It is very close. It is that shit cannot be tolerated. If there's going to be any semblance of America, the actual true idea of America, you know, got be individual rule, of law, man, individual property rights, yes. and 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 freedom to defend yourself, right to bear arms, the right to say whatever the fuck Censorship. you want to say. Yeah, then you have to stomp that bullshit out yeah. because. I think one thing is that Russia and China and everybody else has realized the way to take America out is not with a hot war. From within. No, no nukes are going to get dropped. No, 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 no. Everybody's fully aware that that's the annihilation of the human race. So no one's going to engage in suicide. Right. So that's off the table. Right. It's a war of ideology. It's a war of information. Yeah. Yeah. Information. That's what I'm saying. And that's why censorship on anything should be outlawed. That's why active Marxist uh, communities that are taking over swaths of America needs to get stomped the fuck out no further past day three of them being a known thing. Um, and you got to institute a little bit of fucking American pride. This whole idea that, uh, it, it, oh, you're, you're just a kooky Fox News, my pillow buying, you know, uh, maggot. Right, if right. if you're a patriot, or if you, right. or if you take your hat off for the uh, the, the the national, the national anthem, anthem yeah, or right. if you say the pledge, fuck off a little right. bit. Right. Like I trust me, I will come on here and I will have my gripes about the American governmental system, and I will rail against it. But I rail against it on all the ways that they have strayed from what we're supposed to fucking be. The idea that it's that it should be demonized, that you should want your country to do well and you should you should want business to come back to america and fuck china that shouldn't be a controversial
0: thing not at all no no it shouldn't be
1: but there is some point and and i'm i know i'm stepping on a landmine of social uh you're not allowed to do that but as long as you have a weak culture in america where american first or patriotism is demonized and you have open borders where they want to make it easier to take on more outsiders i know that sounds bad but i don't give a fuck it's fucking true if you overturn the makeup of america too quickly i'm not saying shut them all out but i'm saying if you just open it all the fucking way up america's done well you're talking and you're talking about culture
0: yeah, that's the thing. Is culture that, is key because it, it the, is the foundation a, of, of society a country, of a country. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, culture is no sin- what makes the country, and that's what the United States has been losing. United, the United States is pockets of different countries. Yeah, that's basically what it's turned into. You know, there's no, and that comes from not having to speak English, not having to, yeah, a lot of things that I believe. You know, I believe if you're gonna live. In the United States, you should learn to speak English. At I totally agree. Make the fucking and I don't effort. Think,
1: I don't think that's controversial. It, Arona might have something different to exactly, say. Exactly. but that, We should honor and respect all of the cultures. Yeah, the When culture. they're, when they're over there. Yeah, yeah. That's the but thing. But when you come here and you want to play in our sandbox, yes. learn the fucking rules. The culture here. Because learn if, our culture. If because I, if I went to name a country that doesn't speak English and I demanded that they learn my shit and yes. I don't learn their shit yeah. I'm a dick yes look it, at Japan is yeah. anybody going exactly. Japan is really racist yeah They're look racist. at look at Denmark yeah. they are fucking white yeah. nationalists yep. yep no yeah you know why because you're respecting their culture but when they come here they're not to respect ours and right. that's that's a that's a no fuck that yeah. yeah but apparently if we say if you come to America it's incumbent upon you to become American you can still, you're not going to shed your DNA. Right, right. You're not going to shed your, your love of where you came from. Right. But we can't take on the world and then become the world.
0: Yeah, that, and that's my point. I'm not saying you have to give up your language. I'm not saying you have to no. give up speaking Spanish. You don't have to give up speaking whatever the fuck, Swahili. I don't know what the fuck. Just learn our language. Yeah. So that when you do come in contact with us, we can communicate. And we can get along. Exactly. And contribute. Exactly. If Pay you're your going to come here,
1: yes. contributing is not negotiable. Yes, exactly. You're not, And that's the thing is you can't have a welfare state and open borders. We can't just take on the world and then support them.
0: And everybody talks it's, about- It's just not financially feasible. This is what's crazy. If you're born- I think in this, we're losing Arona. If, if you're born in this country, <laughs> if you're born in this country, now you have to have a social security card when you're born. I didn't it, that it wasn't like that when I was a kid. I remember my very first Social Security card. I remember the first number mm-hmm. when I got my number. And we grow up in a way to where, when we start our first job, we're a part of the system. You you've become a part of the system. You're taxed. you any money you make from now on is we're gonna take it. We're gonna take some of it. You know mm-hmm. where when you come from another country and i know i know this for a fact there are people that come from other countries the us government will give them money to start a business they start a business and they don't have to pay any taxes for 7 years well, no of course taxes. because that would just be mean no taxes on the business that they have for 7 years that the us taxpayer has to take for, the burden yeah. paid for that business yeah so I don't, there, there are certain things about shit, the way shit operates in this country that aren't fair. And, and Democrats are always talking about fair. Mm-hmm. What's fair? Mm-hmm. That ain't right. Mm-mm. That shit's not fair. If you want to be where everybody gets a trophy, then everybody should pay. Everybody should pay their fucking fair, fair share. share. That's oh, it. my God. You want to talk about Duh? your fair you share? Just, yeah. You yeah. just said it. And that's, that, that's what I'm saying, though. If they live by
1: their own rules, they would see how hypocritical
0: it, they are. Ex- exactly. And they are. They're fucking hypocritical. Now, on the other side of the coin, the Republicans want to fucking tax the shit out of people like us and let corporations just skate. You know that are making billions and billions and billions of dollars yeah. because they say it's the the whole trickle down economic shit. Which there's what there was a report, report this week. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was fifty years of trickle down economics. That was the report. And yeah. this report, guess was, who's getting wet? This report came from uh, just a shitload of. Very well-funded and very distinguished economists from around the world. They all got together and they studied this. And they studied it for a long time. And just like Arona said, guess who's getting fucked? Trickle-down economics does not work. Trickle-down economics has made corporations and CEOs... Trillions of dollars. Yes, it has. Trillions. And trickle down economics will never work
1: when you have a high tax burden on the middle class. Right.
0: The middle. And that's the point, right? That's my point right there. It's taxation, not the trickle down. The Republicans want to squeeze the middle class for everything they got. The Democrats want to squeeze everybody. Yeah. But the people that come here that just flood over the border. They want to give them all the shit that they squeeze out of us. Yeah,
1: they want to hang the carrot to get them here right. just so that they can keep voting them in right power, power and they don't give a good goddamn the, what that and, actually does and to And that's basically,
0: and that's my problem with the whole system. That's why, that's, basi- that, that's basically what it comes down to why I've never been able to pick a side. Not only that, but both fucking sides have voted down having the English language as the national language of the United States. Yeah. The United it- States is the only fucking country in the world that doesn't have a national language. We used to. We don't have a national language. And neither fucking side in D.C. will vote on a national language. Because neither of them have the balls to say
1: something that is now considered, uh, you know, third
0: rail. That's it's it's amazing to me. You know, I mean, even people that argue with the fact that you should be able to speak whatever language here, like uh, I'm sure Arona, you know, I want to hear from. Uh, I,
2: I do. I freedom expands to everything. Right. You can't pick and choose. So, if if a person a person should be free to speak their native tongue, uh, without uh, fear of you being persecuted, or for some reason thinking that you can't speak your own. Uh, this is a melting pot. It always has been a melting pot. And the um, the beauty of the cultures that have traveled here is what has made the American culture. I mean, it's not just one thing or another. It's, it's all of it put
0: together. And I, I mean... The one thing they all did was speak English though. Even the ones, even the Germans and the all the people that were coming off the boat when they were coming Those into guys the from country France did, I believe too. They, yes, French, the French and we were able to build
1: amazing things. That's why
0: it says in the fucking constitution if these fucks would read it. It's in English. They're not they're not It's right there and fucking on the parchment. They need to write it in two hundred fifty
1: six other languages for No uh, immigration
0: without a simulation. Those fucking words are in the Constitution. Now a simulation to the United States is to learn to speak English, pay your fucking taxes, and don't try to fuck other people. That's basically, you know, fucking do your thing, but learn our shit yeah. learn the way we do shit well like you know and there's some cultures that will just shit on the road uh,
1: they're they're learning how to live with that in San Francisco they seem to be very culturally uh, open but why why wouldn't that be freedom if that's their culture then why wouldn't we why shouldn't we allow them to just carry that
0: if if i'm in a if i'm <laughs> in a situation all right think think about this this actually happened to me this happened to me when i was living in Florida a kid got hit on a bicycle Mm-hmm. By a van, and and I saw it happen fucking right in front of me. I was like, "Holy shit!" I ran to the kid. The kid was face down when I flipped him over. He had no nose. The the, had, the road had taking, completely, it, completely the taken, road his, had taken n- his nose. St- Token to- taken his nose. <laughs> off- <laughs> I mean, it was horrible, dude. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. And and I could see he was a little Mexican kid, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was out. He was not. He was knocked out. And there was another little kid, and I was trying to tell the kid, "Do you know him? Do you know who this is? Mm-hmm. Go get help." And the guy that was driving the van, he was totally flipped out. This black woman came out of her house, and she knew a couple of phrases in Spanish. Necesito ayuda, enough, ayuda, aquí por favor. She knew enough in Spanish to tell that little kid to go get, go get somebody. Yeah. So if that hadn't happened, um, that little kid would have never understood what the fuck I was saying to him. Yeah. And while, while the kid, the t- when the kid took off running after the black lady came out of her house and she said what she said, the kid took off running. The black lady's coming up to me. She goes, Oh my God. Oh my God. The kid wakes up and he's fighting us. You know, he's fighting us. We're trying to hold him down, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's fighting us, and he's speaking Spanish. He's speaking Spanish. So I have no idea what he's saying. When the paramedics get there, I look down the street. The little kid that was there is coming down the street with a man with one leg on crutches. Yeah. And he's following the little kid down the street. The man gets there. It turns out, after a long bit of time where we had to find somebody that spoke Spanish to speak to this man, this was the kid's uncle. That got hit by the van. It was his teal. It was his uncle, and his uncle told him that his parents had been killed in a car. It was just a terrible story, man. The whole story was fucking terrible. But my whole point in that whole thing is if that little kid, when he got here, if he would have learned to speak even just basic English, he would have understood that I was telling him to go get help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And— When the man got there, if he would have just been able to grasp basic English, just basic shit, then he would have been able, he would have been able to explain to us what was going on. Yeah. So to me, I got no problem with that. They were speaking Spanish. I got, I got no problem with that at all. No. But, but when you're talking to me and you're talking Spanish, I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. I speak English. I live in the United States. I'm sorry. I don't travel. I don't have a lot of money. I can't go learn a fucking foreign language. I can't do that. So, if you're coming to my country, have the decency at least to try to learn to speak English. Even the painters that I meet, a lot of, I meet a lot of them from Guatemala and Honduras. Yep, and they even they know basic words. Yeah. They learn. They learn basic words where they can communicate with contractors, mm-hmm. and I respect that. I respect that about them. You know, I'm like,
1: yeah, and well, just like in the industry that I still currently am in, but there was a time where I was actually working alongside people that did not speak English, right? And all the Spanish that I know did not come from my three years of. Spanish 1, 2, right. and 3 yeah, in high yeah. school. From that work situation. Yeah, because yeah. it was submersion. Yeah. And I tried to learn Spanish, and I I asked them to teach me, and they respected the fuck out of me, so that then, in turn, they were like, well, okay, ¿cómo se dice uh, esta en, 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 en inglés? Right. And, I, and, I would, and we started teaching each other the language. There was a desire yeah. to learn. Yes. And that was great. I think what I'm saying is... You should not be able to go to a government school and have everybody speaking another language outside of right, English. exactly. You should, that can't, that, sh- that is what I'm saying yeah. by that cannot be
2: allowed. I mean, I'll still, I'll at least be with y'all more on your beliefs on that just for the mm-hmm. fact that you're still accepting of another language still at some point being spoken. No, I, be I, I, I cannot tell you the number of people that uh, I've talked to who are like, no, once you're in America, that's all you speak is English. No, I don't give a shit. t-shirt. Like, I'm not, no, trying, yeah, to get, okay, yeah, I'm not trying to control like what that, you do just fucking in not, your, in your
1: own business or me. in your own house. What I'm saying is you shouldn't come here, go to a government school where the whole school is taught in your home native language. Um, it, the, the desire to assimilate should not be a negative. Right. It should be something that is encouraged, that is not looked down upon as some racist thing. And that's why I'm getting back to I don't care where you're from and I don't even care if you're from here. Right. But a little bit of giving a fuck about what happens to this country and 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 having a little bit of civic pride and 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 I don't know, just not letting it just go to shit because you you think that any level of resistance to that is racist or oppressive or a microaggression. You know, we gotta we gotta kick the bitches out of the decision making room because they're ruining uh a lot of things that I think that right now we think that look at how socially accepting we are. Isn't this so great? Yeah, you're opening the door to just be overrun by people that don't uh, adhere to your bullshit right. woke yeah. rules and the chinese fucking don't the russians don't none of our enemies do yeah. and they love watching all of this oh look at them! they're they're arguing over shit that we would never give two fucks about we would just put them all in a fucking big ass hole and look at them they're they're all up in their fields over uh if they can pass an ordinance to have a crosswalk painted as a rainbow and they're probably looking at america going look at these fucking fags they're, they're so <laughs> concerned over shit that when the bombs start falling, no one will give a fuck about You're But right. we think that we're so beyond any level of approach from any foreign entity that wants to negatively take us down that we're all concerned about what bathroom somebody's fucking using. Or, or you know, we're not allowing enough of the outside world to come be uh, part of this experiment. It's like, I don't know. How about we get our own house in order before we take on the world's problems? Can we try that? That's all I'm saying is, is we, I think it's time for America to turn its fucking focus back in on America because right now it's falling the fuck apart. And if we don't reestablish some level of fuck this, let's have a little bit of pride and how far we've come and let's not let this whole thing go off the fucking rails because orange man said something racist and then let that be the thing that tears us apart. And then just, yeah, sure. Let Russia in let china in they're already buying up land uh of an untold degree they already own america yeah we're going to have to end up resisting this takeover whether or not you want to agree that it's happening it's not we're seeing a culture war they're in an active war so i don't have a grand solution other than get your head out of your emotional ass um and, and stop being a little bitch and be Just be ready to not get freaked the fuck out when what we're talking about will likely come true. Keep your head on a fucking swivel and don't be a dumb dumb. Get your head out of the goddamn sand and stop trying to avoid things because it makes you uncomfortable there.
2: That's all I had to say. (laughs) Well, educate yourself at the end of the day. Don't just, uh, whatever you hear on the news, if that's gospel to you and you don't need to look any further then you are the problem. I mean, you are being fed information. It's not not to educate you. It is to scare you. It is to make you react in a way that they want you to. Without any thought behind it, they are creating droids of every single one of you. Yeah, throw them a curveball. Stop doing what they want you to do.
1: Try that shoe on for size. And if enough people do it, guess what? That's the way we're going now. I've been doing that for a long time. Well, that's why we're on this podcast. We're at least going to have tens of people, hopefully, (laughs) following us. Now, all right. We're at the end. It's Christmas week. If you're listening to this before Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, please. If Hanukkah's already over, I hope it was excellent i hope your eight crazy nights were just as crazy <laughs> as you wanted them to be No,
2: yeah.
1: is
0: it um, over or on it? <laughs>
2: why the fuck are you asking me man
0: i just <laughs> found a, out i was
2: part of the club this year i
1: thought it was, I thought it was
0: your first on COVID's <laughs>
1: slowed his initiation the the pamphlets haven't they haven't caught up with his new address i'm sure it's in the mail Uh-oh. getting right, kicked right. around uh it's under an amazon box somewhere i'm sure
2: yeah my my yarmulke is lost in transit
1: Oh, man, (laughs) that makes me a sad Jew. (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: I've always wanted to say that. I don't know why. Well, anyway, all right. Well, yeah, Merry Christmas to all, and uh, we'll be back a week from now. But before we totally get out of here, I must do a shout-out to Nate over at Good Morning Liberty for, uh, I guess, not learning his lesson the first time and having me on for a second time. Um. No. In all sincerity, thank you, Nate. I was uh, a, a a guest uh, for roughly a thirty minute period on uh, their episode three seventy two that came out Tuesday, December fifteenth. Um, it was just Nate in the studio. His partner Chuck is out uh for holiday, and he opened up the phone lines and uh, we set up a thing. And so he was expecting me. It wasn't like I. I uh, surprised him. I think the only thing that I did
2: surprise him, (laughs) I think the only
1: way that I did surprise him was that, uh, where I was at the time I was supposed to call in was when I was up in Nashville last week. And, uh, that's where they're from. That's where they broadcast from or record from. That's where they fucking live. And, uh, it just so happened that where my last job of the day was, was less than a mile from his house. So when I was, I guess on air, uh, for lack of better terms, I, I mentioned to him Hey, I'm not coming to you from Atlanta like I was thinking. I'm actually on the road for work. I'm in Antioch, Tennessee. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where exactly in Antioch? <laughs> yeah. And I told him, and he's like, you're less than a mile from my house. So, You stalker. That, we're on the same cell tower. That was creepy. That was kind of, yeah, we probably were. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, don't worry, Nate. I'm back in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm not camped out in your backyard. But uh, no, thanks to them, they've been extremely and extraordinarily Uh, generous with their time and uh, they've given us plenty of shout outs and uh, so I'm giving them one in return thank you guys so everyone go check out good morning liberty uh, especially episode 372 Um, but that's all I got gentlemen Merry Christmas everybody Merry Christmas Merry
2: Christmas Christmas. Christmas.
1: and we'll be back before the new year but uh, I hope you all get all the presents and if you're if you visit family, I hope none of them have the vid. <laughs> and uh, even if they do, you're ninety nine point eight percent gonna be okay. So uh, much love out to you. We'll be back in just one week.
2: See ya.